What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk. I sure appreciate your stopping. Any luck getting rides through here? No, not much. Say, that's a pretty bird. Yeah, surprised my wife. And the five dimes says he's a guaranteed warbler. Your money back. <laughs> you from around these parts? No, Texas. And you ought to know enough to say, sir. Yes, sir. We got two parakeets and a minor bird at home. Regular birdhouse. <laughs> yes, I got me quite a family. All these birds, three dogs. Don't know how many cats. Our kids are all grown up. I got five grandchildren. You married? Yes, sir. Any kids? Yes, sir. Boy, five. Got a pretty wife? Yes, sir. I think so. She ever had it from a white man? Nigger women know they can't get jobs unless they put out to their bosses. I've hired lots of them to pick crops, work in the house. I guarantee you I've had every one of them before they ever got their pay. You must have lots of colored children. <laughs> God knows. <laughs> Do you ever consider the woman? The nigger woman? One thing about down here, there, there were the cops who say anything about it. They know better. It gets pretty bad. Do you? Yes, I do. Why, we all do it around here. We figure we're doing your race a favor. Put a little white blood in it. Where'd you say you was from? Texas. You come down here to stir up trouble, did you? No, 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 sir. You know what we do to troublemakers here? No. We kill a nigger and toss him one of these swamps and nobody ever know anything about it. This is where you get off. I'll tell you how it is down here. We'll do business with you and your women. Other than that, as far as we're concerned, you're completely off the record. Or you just close that door very gently now. Do like I say, boy. What the hell are you, you black bastard?
the cows. Justice Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Monday, February 16th, 2015. So I have been told. Audio clip you heard at the beginning, uh, the book and film, Black Like Me, John Howard Griffin. Perhaps something we should uh, put on our list for a possible uh, book study session. Uh, Very interesting book, very interesting film. We've discussed it before, and that segment, uh, interesting for a myriad of reasons. Um, Before we get started, uh, one, we should be back uh, tomorrow. I'll give out more details on that uh, before we go off the air today. But same program time uh, tomorrow evening, 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific, we'll give out the details as we roll. Uh, Also, you can check uh, Atlanta Black Star. Uh, Got my first article uh, published on their site uh, for Black History Month. Uh, It was the featured article uh, for yesterday. Uh, It's still on the front page. I think I linked it on my Facebook page and the cows group. Uh, So you can check it out if it is constructive. If not, you know, don't waste your time with it. We got too many problems to be wasting time uh, on nonsense. But uh, full disclosure, I am compensated to write for Atlanta Black Star. I know a lot of people post their uh, articles and what have you on Twitter and Facebook. And I posted quite a few myself uh, even before I started uh, writing for them. But full disclosure, I am compensated to uh, right for them. So, you know, don't feel obligated. <laughs> like you got to post whatever, but I do think they have a lot of, uh, accurate, constructive information on the system of white supremacy. A lot of, um, very talented writers who do a good job covering racism, but full disclosure, moving forward, our guest for the program today, uh, as I said, I got caught up on my Twitter feed, uh, last week, and this was one of the tweets uh, in my feed, uh, requesting we make an effort to have our guest on the program for uh, this evening. Uh, the post that they saw, if you go to radiorehab.com, uh, the post that they saw was at the end of 2014. Uh, it's titled Raising Pro Black Biracial Children. And uh, the listener thought it would be interesting to hear more about the uh, author and their effort uh, to raise these pro-black biracial children, what that all uh, encompasses. Uh, The article, it should be linked uh, for folks who are listening at Black Talk Radio Network, uh, should be linked in the description. Uh, You should have enough information to track it down just right there. You can do a Google search for the title, should pop up, you get confused, let me know. Uh, But we always enjoy hearing from white people, particularly white people who are willing to be accurate, honest, Uh, about the system of white supremacy. Uh, Our guest, in addition to writing the article that I just mentioned, he is a creative consultant, uh, hip-hop culture historian, writer, award-winning educator. Uh, He also co-hosts the Take No Prisoners radio program, uh, where they talk quite a bit about racism within the music industry as well. Uh, You can visit his website to get more information, Sebi, S-E-B-I, is hiphop.com. That address again, Sebi, S-E-B-I, 
isHipHop.com. Sebi is hiphop.com. Uh, should be linked. Check it out. More details, more information. Uh, real pleasure to have him on the program. Joining us live from Southern California, our guest, Sebastian Elkaby. Uh, Mr. Elkaby, are you with us, sir? Yes, sir. Peace. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Glad Thank to have you. you. Uh, oh, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Um, are you on speakerphone? You on speakerphone? No, no, no. I'm, uh, I have my uh, headset on. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm still getting a still getting an echo. Let's see. Hold on, let me see if I can uh, um, take the headset off and uh, and uh, is this better? Testing one two, testing one two. I'm not hearing the echo now. We should be good. Okay, great. Okay, perfect, perfect. I just wanted to uh, uh, make a, a couple of clarifications that I heard in the intro. Uh, uh, the site that I write for is raprehab.com. Rap Rehab. Uh, I know you said that you mentioned uh, radio rehab. Oh, my apologies, so, uh, sir. <laughs> no, no problem. Rap, rap rehab. And then the, the website, my website is Seb is hip hop. S E B is hip hop.com. Great. Glad we got that in. Rap rehab.com. Rap yeah, rehab.com. Yeah, and right. uh, Seb is hip hop. Seb yep, is yep. hip hop. There we go. Got exactly. those in. Yep. We will plug that a few more times to compensate. Um, All right. No and, problem. No problem. Anything uh, that you think listeners should know about you, who you are, the work that you do before we get started? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've been in the entertainment industry for many, many years. I kind of pulled back from the industry uh, a few years ago, just tired of, uh, you know, the corruption and the politics uh, behind the scenes. So uh, I started an educational program which actually uses hip-hop culture as a medium to help students uh, uh, develop a sense of global awareness, uh, to learn about the world, learn about current events, social issues, et cetera, et cetera. And just, you know, really using hip-hop culture as a platform to do so makes it a lot more interesting and appealing for, uh, for the students who uh, sometimes otherwise kind of check out of, um, of the process. So I've been, you know, focusing my time on doing that. As well, I'm a writer for Rap Rehab and a few other websites who uh, pick up uh, uh, my uh, my work. And I'm also a creative consultant, so I still work part-time on the side as a freelancer uh, working with uh, up-and-coming uh, uh, hip-hop artists. And, uh, you know, really the focus for me is uh, conscious hip-hop. So, you know, using hip-hop culture as a, as, as a medium to... Uh, to, to spread a message, you know, of consciousness, intelligent message, and uh, really trying to get these uh, upcoming artists to be more socially responsible with their music. So if I'm not in the classroom working with students, I'm still working as a teacher, if you will, even in the capacity of a creative consultant. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and for listeners who haven't uh, seen any of the photographs or videos of you, you are a white man, is that correct? Right, 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 yep. Right on. Uh, this program, The Cows, Context of White Supremacy, uh, I have unfortunately concluded that the hip hop industry and all other areas of people activity are dominated by the global system of racism, white supremacy. I use those two terms as synonyms and I use the mm -hmm. same definition for both terms. The definition I use is as follows. A global system of people who classify themselves as white and are dedicated to abusing and or subjugating everyone 
in the known universe whom they classify as not white. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think such a system exists? Do you think that definition is accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The system definitely exists. That's uh, undeniable. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I guess before uh, we get into some of your your writing and and more details, uh, number one, you said uh, the corruption uh, in the rap industry or hip hop industry um, that kind of turned you off from it, made you want to get out of it. Um, would it be accurate to say that the, the most dominant corrupt influence in that industry is white supremacy racism? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty much what it all comes down to. You know, obviously there are some other factors, but if you were to summarize it, uh, that would be the case. Right on. Uh, I'm sure Listeners, they might have a, a question or two. You all can feel free to uh, dial in if you all want to get more clarification uh, on that. There are some of your other writings that I want to kind of focus on first, and then if folks have some questions around that, I know the Grammys sure. just uh, went down. So if you all have questions on that, feel free to chime in. We'll make time for that as well. Um, I've been asking uh, all of our white guests uh, over about the last month. Um, Tana uh, Tana Coates, uh, black male. He's a writer. I think he got a lot of attention mm-hmm. for his reparations piece oh, last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, I he, read it. He has uh, obviously he has written more than that, and he had a piece that came out in December. Uh, he was talking about a different publication, and he was basically saying that they have a long history of of white supremacy, both in not hiring. Uh, black writers uh, in the way mm-hmm. that they talk about racism, basically saying that they gave this glowing review of the bell curve, which basically says that black people are idiots. Um, right. And he was talking about this and he got to a certain point in the article and he was saying that some of the white people who worked for this magazine at that time, that they were upset about this, that they knew these things were going on and you know they weren't happy about it, but it wasn't a whole lot that they could do to, to kind of change the structure of how this publication was operating. And he says, I'm reading from the report, he says, white people are often sincerely and greatly pained by racism, but rarely are they pained enough. That's the full sentence. And I just want to ask you about the first part of that sentence, that uh, white people are often sincerely and greatly pained by racism. Do you think that is an accurate, truthful statement? I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's it's really hard. It's really hard to generalize, you know. Uh, are some people truthfully pained by it? Of course, you know, it's, it's you know, there's no way that we can say absolutely not or absolutely yes you know there's always a gray area in between you know but in general uh you know actions speak louder than words you know um so beyond the pain what can you do to rectify the situation some people you know take it upon themselves to try to find a way to address the situation beyond just feeling bad about it some people may feel helpless. Some people don't have the resources, the means, or the power to do so because it does require some, you know, some uh, uh, access to power to to go beyond just a feeling and and and, and become proactive in uh, trying to remedy the situation. It does require some access to power. So, do I believe that you know some people feel bad about it? Sure, of course I do. You know, um, well, well, hang, I just want to hang on one second because. He didn't sure, say sure. I'm some. Sorry. I'm ahead of he didn't say some white people. Uh, the mm-hmm. statement that he wrote specifically it says white people are often sincerely 
and greatly pained by racism. So just you are a white man. You've been around a number of white people over your life. Just your assessment. This is just your view. Do you think that that right. is generally accurate? That the good chunk, a significant portion of white people, they are sincerely and greatly pained by racism. I'm I'm going to say I don't think I don't think a great deal <laughs> of white people are sincerely deeply pained. No, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I can't say I agree with that. Okay, okay. Uh, just for the tally, uh, and I am seeing a pattern here. I think we're at six right now, so we're three and three. Three of the people we've asked have said they do not think that is an accurate statement. Three of the people we've asked said that they do think that that is an accurate mm-hmm. statement. All three of the people who said that they think this statement is accurate were white women. A little okay. early, waiting, trying to get more data, but that's for folks listening in. <laughs> three and three, all, right. all three of the people who said that that is accurate, white women. Uh, and just for the record, I do think that that is a false statement. And I did ask uh, Mr. Coates directly uh, how mm-hmm. he came to this conclusion, and he didn't answer, which I thought was interesting as well. But we will continue okay. asking white people to see what they have to say about this. Um, okay. Moving to some uh, of your work, um, you have a piece before I even get to the to the pro uh, black raising pro black biracial children. Uh, you have a different mm-hmm. piece uh, where you're talking about what do I tell my son about the value of his life? And right. I guess before I get to some of my questions, you want to kind of give uh, just backdrop to, to what inspired this piece. Sure, sure. I mean, I you know, I wrote it. In uh, you know, as uh, uh, as a way to to discuss what what so many parents across the United States are feeling, you know, as uh, uh, as they look at um, you know this you know Eric Gardner's uh, uh, murder and uh, you know going back to Trayvon Martin, uh, Mike Brown, of course, you know Ezell Ford out here in L.A., you know. Um, you know, and and parents, white parents, and across the across the United States, you know, or in my case, white parents with biracial children, you know, they this this it hits home, you know, because it could be it could be our kids, you know, uh, so the conversation has to take place, you know, and there's very little in society today or in media that uh that embraces appreciates celebrates black people you know much less black males so you know if uh you know it has to take place at home it has to start at home but unfortunately in the world you know where our kids are you know out of the world school et cetera et cetera you know there's there's nothing that embraces or or reaffirms their lives the value of their lives so it's a concern that you know all rational parents should have. So that's pretty much why I wrote the piece. Okay. Um, you mentioned Darren Wilson, uh, the white killer of Michael Brown Jr., former mm-hmm. enforcement officer, but you didn't capitalize right. his name. Was that done deliberately? It was. Oh, okay. What, what was your reason yeah. for that? Uh, I don't I don't believe he deserves to have his name capitalized. <laughs> just, you know, just... Uh, you know that's my that's my little way and in, in my writing of uh, making my uh, making my point or uh, or kind of throwing jabs. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's the way I do it. Just just the same way that I capitalize black and I don't and I don't capitalize white. I see. Fascinating. Fascinating. 
Um, you also you have a paragraph uh, where you write, uh, my son is painfully aware that the people who make up the grand juries that decline to indict Mike Brown and Eric Garner's killers aren't cops, but everyday people like teachers, doctors, bus drivers, grocery store workers, housewives, moms, dads, and other common folk. Is his life worth less in the eyes of those ordinary people he interacts with on a daily basis? The same ordinary people whose decision absolved the killers of black men. Um, number one, I don't know if this was done purposely, just rhetorical to kind of get listeners to think, but I'll ask you to answer your own question. Um, is your child or any non-white person, is their life worth less? I'm sorry, could you, could you repeat that question? I'm asking you to answer your own question. Uh, the right, lesson right. in your, your uh, paragraph here uh, is, is his, you're talking about your son, is your son's life or non-white person's right. life in general worth less in the eyes of those ordinary people he interacts with on a daily basis? Your answer to the, your own question would be... Right. Is... is is my son's life worth less in those people's eyes? That's that's the question. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, I'm afraid that in the eyes of some of those people that he interacts with, there's a very high chance that it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, and as and as an educator, you know, as 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 someone who's been working in the educational system for many many years, uh, I know that a lot of teachers. Uh, look at their black students, you know, in a very different way than they look at their other students, you know. So, uh, you know, so I know for a fact that that happens. It's a reality. Mm. And when you talk about, because uh, you do not label anyone specifically, are you talking about white people? Uh, when you say ordinary folk that he's interacting with on a daily basis that don't value his life as much, is that who we're talking about? Yeah, we're talking about white people. I mean, we can be talking about anybody who's not black and uh, just looks down or, or or thinks less of black people. They they could be any 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 race, really, you know. But of course, uh, you know, I say the, the 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 main party would be uh, would be white people in general. But I've seen plenty of uh, other uh, non-black people who are not white who look down at, at, at black people just as much as uh, white people do. Oh. I mean, everybody's, effect, everybody's uh, 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 afflicted with uh, white supremacy. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, 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 white people in general. I've seen plenty of other folks who are just as brainwashed by white supremacy. So, Definitely see a lot of non-white people who do not value black life. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, that And racist man, racist woman are most to blame for that as well. Um, mm-hmm. You have a, a different uh, report. Uh, it's titled How White Privilege Makes Everyone Sick. Uh, right. And you write, let's take an honest look within ourselves to see how we may have been affected by this sickness. Are we passing it on to our kids? Are they walking around oblivious to this because we can't see that they're sick with it too. Um, I wanted to ask, since you're, you know, saying, "Hey, let's take all of us. Let's take an honest look at ourselves." Uh, how have you personally been affected by white supremacy? Well, I live in the same world that we all live in, so <laughs> you know, so it's 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 hard to exist on this planet 
and turn a blind eye to to, to this very real white supremacist uh, power structure. You know, so it affects it affects everyone uh, uh, differently in some in some capacity. You know, it affects the decisions you make, uh, how you interact with certain people. And, uh, you know, I happen to be one who actually really looks at, at white supremacy. I mean, it's something that, that I look at every day. Uh, you know, plenty of people walk around clueless, not, not keyed into it at all, and don't see all the, the subtleties and the nuances of white supremacy and how they manifest themselves, you know, in, in, in everyday, uh, uh, you know, everyday uh, uh, interactions with people. But, but I do. I look at it, so yeah, so it, it it affects it affects me every day on a very personal level, and as a parent, even more so. Hmm. Well, let's putting the mirror up at you, because uh, that was kind of one of the main points that you were getting at in this particular mm -hmm. article. What are some of the ways, like reflecting on your life, um, even times before you had all this information about how dominant a force white supremacy is? Can you reflect back on some of the things that you've done or said where you think, hey? This is one of the ways that I have practiced racism in my life. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been on this journey, quote unquote, for many, many, many years. You know, when I was around nine years old, maybe even before that, you know, I was already studying, you know, ancient civilizations and studying chemists. And, you know, I was already, you know, part of a part of a household where, um, you know, where I was told, you know, Jesus was not white, for example, you know. So this is always something that was prevalent in my life uh, growing up, even as a little kid, you know. The, um, you know, the idea that, uh, um, you know, that the world doesn't revolve around white people or whiteness, you know. So, so I mean, it's, it's kind of hard for me to really, really go back and think about those particular moments in my life when I was looking at the world through, you know, through, through that lens, through those lens, you know what I mean? Hmm. That, so I just want to make sure that I'm clear. Are you saying that mm -hmm. you, as a white man, you, there's never been a moment where you think I was practicing racism? Well, you know, it, 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 I'm sure it's happened in some, in some way at some point, but I can't, there's no way I can tell you, well, here's an instant in my life where I practice racism. I can't, I can't do that. You know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know how to pinpoint to one, to, you know, one particular incident. Now, you know, someone might say like, well, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty delusional of you. How the hell can a white man completely absolve himself of, uh, having any white supremacist tendencies, you know? And I can understand how someone would say that, yet I wouldn't be able to pinpoint any particular moment in my life where that happened, you know. And if somebody can, you know, if somebody, if some, you know, uh, uh, deity or uh, spiritual being was able to track down or write down every single moment of my life and open the book right in front of me and say, here are the particular moments, the specific moments where it happened, then okay, but at this point, there's nothing like if you if you if you're waiting for me to give you one particular you know moment, one specific example, I I couldn't do I wouldn't even know. 
that uh, that also that's something that I try to, to be mindful of is, is patterns or when I get similar responses when I talk to white people about racism. Uh, there are hordes seems every day growing numbers of whites who allege that they are against racism, whether they say that they're anti-racist or they talk about whiteness or white privilege or whatever jargon they come up with. Uh, there are just hordes of white people who at some level will admit and spend a lot of time talking about racism uh, and they will talk about white privilege. Uh, I've noted that they are mm -hmm. very comfortable talking about all of the goodies and benefits and knapsacks and credit cards and, you know, everything else that they get uh, as a result of being white in a system of white supremacy. But I mean, woo, lockjaw sets in when it starts to be, well, OK, well, let's get to some of the ways that you practice racism because in my opinion that's really the nuts and bolts the privilege aspect of it that's I, I really don't find that to be very informative or even really very helpful uh in dealing with this problem when we really can make some traction is let's start spelling out some of the ways that you help keep all of this system in place that produces the tamir rices and ayana stanley jones and kendria johnson let's start talking about some of the things you do as a white person that produces all this and then nobody has anything to say and i've noticed that consistently where people have, have given almost an exact response to what you just said. Maybe they don't include the, the deity part to come in and, and pick out something, but it's pretty similar in terms of what they say. And I just, I, that's something that should be thought about in my opinion. Um, well, because it's, 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 it's pretty hard for people in general. And I can't speak for the rest of your guests because I don't know who they are, but you know, in general, those very, you know, what we might call micro uh, moments of microaggression or micro white supremacy, you know, or, uh, you know, anything that happened in the past, that's hard to pinpoint, you know, like if I could sit here and tell you like, yes, uh, you know, five years ago, I remember doing this or behaving in this way or, uh, you know, or displaying this kind of, uh, these, these particular characteristics, you know, that would indicate that this is, you know, part of a white supremacist ideology. You know, I mean, if I could do that, I would, but I can't, you know. So, again, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, like what, you, what you're asking and the reason why maybe you're getting the same answers is because in general, people just have a hard time thinking back to those to those little little things that they have worked hard to divorce themselves from or separate themselves from. I mean, if you had a Klan member or a neo-Nazi on your, uh, you know, on your show and you're interviewing them, well, they can tell you what they did ten minutes ago or five minutes ago that uh, you know falls under that ideology because they they live that lifestyle. They're proud of that lifestyle. But if you're asking people who are quote unquote anti-racism or anti-white supremacy. You know, they're, uh, you know, they're working towards purging themselves of what they consider, what they define white supremacy. So, you know, in, in, in many ways it becomes, uh, you know, it becomes something that's harder to define or harder to, to put your finger on. You know, again, I'm not, I can't speak for the rest of your, of your guests, but, you know, logic would dictate that that's most likely why it's hard to go back to whatever that point may be. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem logical to me, but as I said, folks can think about that. Um, have you ever been accused by a non-white person of practicing racism? Mm, no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, not to my face. Okay. 
Do you think it's logical uh, for black people, non-white people on the whole, uh, to suspect that a white person could be a racist, even you, to have a, a, a pretty high level of suspicion? Sure, of course. Okay. okay. Um, one of our earlier white guests, <laughs> Dr. Barbara Trepanier, uh, she's down in Texas. Uh, she wrote the book Silent Racism. Uh, she was on our broadcast in 2011. Uh, the crux of her book, the most important thesis uh, from her book, uh, is that one of the main reasons that we have not solved the problem of white supremacy racism is the notion that there are some white people who are not racist. Uh, and she says on uh, in her book, uh, she writes basically that if you are a white person, there's no way that you can not be racist. You would have to be participating, involved in all of this in some way, shape or form. It would just be to a degree. Uh, you know, I don't I don't really get into clan metaphors. I think that's a, a flawed way of representing racism, white supremacy. But if we were going to talk about it on a scale, you could have somebody who's a judge. And this is my job. I, I throw black people in prison, greater confinement. Uh, for, you know, 40 years, boom, 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 boom. I'm just tossing it out all day long. You could have that. Uh, you could have somebody who is telling racist jokes. You could have a white person who is around other white people on the job. And you know this white person is doing things so that this black person doesn't get a job or doesn't get a house or whatever the long laundry list of things that white people do. Her basic point, if you are white, you've got to be racist. And one of the reasons we haven't solved this problem is thinking, imagining, hoping that there are some white people who are not racist. Uh, do you think Dr. Trepanier, do you think her, her point is valid, accurate? Mm, uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, I'd, I'd have to be a little bit more familiar with her work to really tell you whether or not it's valid or not. I mean, based on what you said, all I can say is, you know, it, it sounds interesting, but I, I'm not familiar with her work. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's too much for me to say, yes, it's valid or not without, without really knowing her material. Do you, you think know, there are white but, people that are not racist? I, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I can't. It's it's impossible for anybody, for any rational human being, to say there are no white people that are racist. Like how can I how can I say that? How can I make such a general statement? I can I can tell you that white supremacy exists and we see it every day, but I can't speak for every single person. That would be foolish of me. I didn't ask you to, to speak for every single person just based on you are white. I'm assuming you have white family members, white friends. Uh, I think you're at least over 25 years old. So you spent you yeah, know, they, a good chunk of time on the planet. You've been in contact with a number of white people. Yeah, and there, there are a whole lot on, of racist white hang people. On, hang on, based <laughs> on your experience, the white people that are in your family that you come in contact with, are you seeing a good number of white people that are not racist? Do you think, you know, just based on what I said, do you think there are some white people that are not racist? You can't even answer that question? I think there are some white people who are not racist. Okay. Yes. There are some white people who are not racist. Okay. Are the majority of white people racist? I would have to say yes. Are some white people not racist? I'm sure. Okay. Are you in that category? A white person that's not racist? I definitely say I'm in that category. Yes. Okay. And the difference. I have between... no. I have no. No problem saying that I'm in that category. Okay. I mean, why would I? Why would I? Why would I? <laughs> you know, why would I tell you I'm racist? <laughs> why would I not put myself in that category? <laughs>
Uh, what's the difference between you and the rest of the white people? <laughs> is this a serious question? Yes. Uh, <laughs> because I'm I'm me. I'm different than not just other white people, but other people in general. I'm not I mean, talking about that. I'm talking about. I mean, this is. I'm 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 not really. Uh, I'm not into all the laughing and stuff. I mean, this is serious. This is how we end up. No, but I'm. But, 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 but hang on, but, hang but on, it, hang on, hang on. I want to just make sure that I'm very clear. I'm asking you. You said that you are a white person that's not racist. So what's the difference between yes. you and all of the other white people that you are not so quick to put in that category? What's the difference? Wait, what's the difference between me and a racist person? Is that what you're asking? You said you are not racist. So what's the difference between you and all of the other white people that you would not put in the category with yourself as a non-racist white person? Yeah, I don't. I don't go around uh, uh, promoting a white supremacist agenda. That's not what drives me. That's not uh, high function and. Uh, I don't I don't subscribe to any activities in my life that promotes or uh perpetuates uh uh a white supremacist power structure. If anything, I'm uh I fight against it. You in that same report, how white privilege makes everyone sick. You also write that white people uh, are victims of white supremacy. Uh, can you explain that? Sure. White people who are uh, white supremacists or subscribe to those ideologies or work towards furthering a white supremacist agenda or white supremacist structure, you know, it, uh, it makes them sick as well because it's, first of all, it's not healthy. And uh, in the long run, everyone loses, loses out because just the idea of furthering something that means that somebody has to be at the bottom, just the idea that a structure exists in place where people enforce the concept of superiority and inferiority, that in itself can't be a healthy, can't create a healthy balance for anyone on this planet. You know, so in the long run, Everybody ends up sick. It doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't benefit anybody's kids, anybody's grandkids. It doesn't benefit uh, nature. It doesn't benefit the planet itself. Hmm. So we all, we, all, we all lose out, whether it's in this lifetime or eventually, white people lose out as well. Hmm. White people lose out. White people lose out. Uh, uh, they give a little of their humanity, even by doing that you know even from a spiritual standpoint you know regardless of religion or whatever the case may be you know even from a spiritual standpoint you know that's that's given a that's given away a part of your your humanity just perpetuating this this structure can't be healthy mm-hmm. uh that's i've heard that sentiment not as frequently uh, as i've heard when I ask white people, uh, can you name some of the ways that you've practiced racism? I haven't heard uh, what you just shared as frequently uh, as your your earlier response, but I've heard that one a lot as well. Uh, and I will have to at minimum say uh, he is an admitted racist, uh, but Mr. Timothy Wise, uh, he was on the program and we asked him the same thing. Uh, and he said that he does not think 
uh, white people are victims of racism and does not think that is an accurate way of uh, describing uh, this system. Uh, and my stance uh, is one and the same, although I have slightly uh, different logic as to why I state that. Number one, uh, Charles Blow, black male, he writes for the New York Times. He has a great post today uh, talking about racism. Uh, he had a spectacular post uh, back in September. Uh, Dr. Welsing shared it with me. And he talked about how white people are disproportionately represented as victims of crimes consistently uh, in the news, where you're constantly uh, getting this notion that somehow white people are being mistreated or harmed, uh, typically by non-white people, black people, uh, is how this stereotype goes. And in my view, and particularly, we just had Ashlyn uh, Sullivan on the program last week, the white girl in uh, Kansas, where she was dating or in some sort of uh, tragic arrangement with a black male. And she got all these nasty comments and what have you writing about her, quote unquote, interracial relationship. And I guess she said it was a lot of other white people were calling her names and making death threats and all of this. They presented her, too, as a victim of racism. And I just in my view, that is not accurate. White people are not the targets of racism, white supremacy. Uh, in your response, you just said that white people don't benefit. Um, it's difficult for me to even accept that seriously when there's so much scholarship that talks about white privilege and all of the goodies benefits well, that white I, people. I, I, hang on, I, hang on, hang on, hang on. That white people derive because you did say that white people don't benefit ultimately. Um, and I just no, I've seen no, tons. What yes, I you said, did. yes, you did. People, people are listening. They can I come said, to their own conclusion. I'm white, not finished I with my response, white. though, sir. I'm not finished with my response. I'll allow you to, to get your, your time in, but I'm not done. Um, I, right, ahead, I heard you say, I heard you say that white people ultimately do not benefit. And I just, to me, that is absurd. It could be an act of racism or I'm not deception. Uh, but I just do not think that that is accurate. Uh, as I said, there are tons of scholarship. It contradicts with so much of what even many white people say about how much they do benefit from terrorizing and mistreating black people. So I don't think it is accurate. I don't think it's valid. And I think it reinforces a lot of very, strong, recurrent themes of white supremacy where they are the victims, even on down through history, where we have to talk about those two white boys that died with James Cheney in Mississippi in 1964 and Viola Louisa. She's about to come up because it's about to be the 50 year anniversary of her assassination. This is a very redundant theme. I don't think it's accurate. And I would seriously question anyone who presents whites as victims of white supremacy that they could be deliberately practicing racism in giving that sort of response. Now, did you want to get your turn in? Yeah, can you can you quote where who has said this? I mean, it's being recorded. It's in the archive. You saying you didn't say it? Fine, we heard that. You said you didn't say that. No, no, but go ahead. Quote it. Quote it. You you said I said it's a quoted. Obviously, you must have responded to something that triggered that. So what, what is it? I just told you a paraphrase of what I said. Oh, excuse me, of what you said. This is being nah, I, recorded. I didn't, say, I didn't say any of that, man. Thank you. You <laughs> I said that, so just give your response. You already said that you didn't say that. Continue. Listen, I said white supremacy makes white people sick. That's what I said. I didn't say that white people don't benefit from white privilege or that white people are victims of racism. I said they're victims of white supremacy because the act of white supremacy or the perpetuation of promoting a white power structure is, is a structure where everybody loses out. Does that mean that they're absolved of, uh, of uh, being racist or absol absolved of benefiting from white privilege? Absolutely not. 
Have you concluded uh, whether or not white people are going to voluntarily stop practicing white supremacy racism? Voluntarily, people, first of all, they need to be educated on what that means. The conversation that we're having right now isn't even a, a, a conversation that's, that's part of the public discourse, or it's not a common conversation. Uh, uh, the, the idea of white supremacy or white privilege isn't even really uh, a, 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 a popular uh, point of discussion. It's still something that most people are not even familiar with. So before any white person voluntarily uh, 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 frees themselves of, uh, of their racist tendencies, they need to be educated on the very basics of it. Even the uh, even the definition of racism isn't really clear. So, just to make sure that I'm clear on your response, are you saying that you think most white people they are not educated, they're not informed about white supremacy, and once they get that information, then we have a chance for them to voluntarily stop practicing white supremacy? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that it has to start with the education first. Now, what happens after that, I, I, I have no idea. I don't know. But it has to start with the education. Racism, just the, just the very idea of racism. What does it mean? Is somebody racist simply because they have their own personal uh, prejudice or is somebody racist because they actually have the means and the power and the resources to hold somebody back or oppress people? You know, uh, you know people have to, have to know what those words mean and how it applies to, to their own lives, to their own to their own habits, to their own thinking. So it has to start with education first, you know? Most people, the average person thinks that white supremacy means clan members or, or, or Nazis. Therefore, most white people can't possibly be white supremacists because most white people don't agree with Nazis or, or, or clan members. You know, but when you look at the uh, broader definition of what white supremacy is, then it includes a much bigger group and a much bigger, uh, uh, a much broader uh, uh, ideology, you know. But again, people have to be educated on what these things mean. So that's what it starts with, being, being informed on the, on the definitions and then on what this looks like, how white supremacy manifests itself every day, how racism manifests itself every day. You know, these are things that people need to know about, and the average white person does not go around thinking about these things because, it doesn't really, they don't see it as being, uh, 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 as affecting their own lives. They don't think about it. They're, they're oblivious to it. So, you know, it has, it has to start with education, with knowing, with being aware. If anyone is ignorant about racism, it's black people. Black people. Black people. Uh, I still didn't really get my uh, question answered. The education piece, you know, aside, I, I will just say for the record, in case we have first time listeners, in my view, that is astronomically untrue. But I don't even have time to get to that right now. Um, the volunteer. Hey, what, what, was it, what, what, what was that thing that you just played? I, 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 the, the, the little, uh, I didn't hear what it was. Is ignorant about racism. It's black people. Uh, but my question was about white people voluntarily stopping the practice of racism. Do you think once white people get this information about what white supremacy is on a deep level? Uh, and again, I'm saying I don't think that's accurate, but just for sake of argument, uh, once they get this information, so they have an accurate understanding of what white supremacy is, how it works. 
do you think then that white people are going to voluntarily stop practicing racism? Probably not if it benefits them. <laughs> it will be back to benefits. If it benefits them, probably not. Okay. Uh, you, uh, your article that uh, the person saw that wanted to have you as a guest on the program, the Raising Pro-Black Biracial Children, uh, which is at raprehab.com. Uh, you published it in December of 2014. Uh, I'll read a a snippet just so listeners kind of have an idea of what you're talking about in this piece. Uh, You write, my wife is black, I'm white, and we're raising our biracial children to be black and proud of it. Unless you've been living under a rock for the past year or the past 500 years, America isn't a big fan of black people. Sure, some black celebrities seem to have overcome racial discrimination, at least in public, and Barack Obama's presidency still manages to deceive colorblind unicorn chasers into believing that we live in a post-racial society, but in the real world, white supremacy is alive and well, and black people are still getting the short end of the nightstick. Uh, You go on to talk about how in your household, uh, you inform your children and let them know that uh, the importance uh, and value and connection to their lives of people like uh, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing and John Henry Clark, Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, going on and on and on, Louis Latimer, blah, 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 all these different folks. Um, I guess to to start with, um, what do, whew, so many questions. Um, you talk about your children not being denied access to their white side, right? Like your white, white family members, all that, they're not being denied in your effort to, to give them this information so that they will have a quote unquote pro-black attitude. Um, your conclusion about quote unquote white culture, uh, do you think it would be accurate to say that white culture is white supremacy? Well, what is white culture? I mean, let's, def- let's define it. What are we talking about America? Are we talking about Russia? What, what, what are we talking about? I mean, it's, uh, I'm talking about the people on this planet who classify, mm-hmm. identify themselves as white collectively the culture that is associated with this specific group of people, do you think it would be accurate to describe that culture as white supremacy? Mm, Not not really. You know, I don't think I'm 100% clear on your uh, your question, but... uh, What are you not not understanding? What, What are you not understanding about the question? Well, you're saying is white culture white supremacy? Yes. Uh, I mean, I would say that a significant, a significant portion of global white culture does subscribe to white supremacy, uh, white supremacist ideology. But again, I couldn't say white culture equals white supremacy. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like, you know, the extremes. It's really hard to say this is a hundred percent this or a hundred percent that, you know, there's too many, there's too many variables. There's too many in between. There's, there's gray areas. You know, we can talk about majorities or we can say there's a lot of this or a lot of that, but I mean, it's hard to just make this, 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 this sweeping generalization and say it's a hundred percent of this. I just, I don't feel comfortable with those kind of, uh, I don't recall anyone using the term 100%, but 
whatever. Um, are your children from any of your white family members, white friends, do you think they're getting uh, any inheritance uh, of quote unquote whiteness, white supremacy? Do you think any of that is being passed uh, from white family, white friends, any white people that you hang around with to your children? I mean, you know, we all, we all live in this world again. You know what I mean? Everything, everything that we see around us kind of reaffirms white supremacy. You know, from TV shows to just media in general, even uh, even at school, you know, the educational system, history, English, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so there's always this this kind of re reinforcing, if you will, of uh, of white being right or white being superior in uh, almost every facet of our lives, especially for young kids who are kind of. Um, you know, really tuned in to the media, the popular media, it's, it's kind of hard to escape, you know? So, so, uh, so my job as a parent is to try to point these things out, try to make sure that whites doesn't become the, you know, the, 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 the default system of, of what's right, that white doesn't become automatically this, uh, you know this. Uh, 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 you know what? What? What constitute the default or the normal? I see. I see. I'm just pointing this out uh, for listeners. I, I really encourage. For I think it's fantastic when uh, black people, when you can have conversations with white people, where you just you can ask them questions about racism to kind of get their view and try to get a better understanding. I think that's one of the things that we should be. Uh, doing more of uh, just asking questions and trying to get information. Uh, now, you just said that you are not comfortable with sweeping generalities and 100 percent. And, uh, you know, there are gray areas and what have you. And then in the response to that question, you just came back and said everything is infected with white supremacy. It's always there. Uh, and you even talked about it almost as though white supremacy could be the default way of thinking in the world after you just said that you have difficulties making generalizations and sweeping indictments and that sort of thing. I, just, uh, yeah, I, pick, the, the, I, the, I pick out those sort of contradictions and inconsistencies because to me that is very important, especially when talking to a white person about racism. That's it. But the, co- the, the culture your, that we live hang in. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. I appreciate it. You gave us your response. Did any of your white family members, did they have a problem with you marrying a black female, having children with a black female? Any family, friends have a problem raising an issue about that? No. You said no? I said no. Okay, okay, okay. Is your uh, is your wife, Is she was she like born in the States or was she born outside, just for clarification? Nope. Born in the States. Born in the States. And she's a black female? She's not, you know, uh, any of the other classifications, non-white classifications? Yeah, that's she's my wife. She's a, she's a female. African-American? That's, I'm just trying to make sure I'm clarifying. She's not, uh, you know, they have a lot of other classifications of non-white people, but she's quote-unquote African-American, born in the States, parents black, the whole nine? Yes, she is. Got it. Okay. Um, is your wife, because like you write some of the programs that you do, Take No Prisoners Radio and the stuff that you do for RapRehab.com, is your wife as vested in talking about racism, white supremacy as you are? Like, does she write or talk about these issues? Is she, is she, does she have the same interests as you do in all this? Yeah, she does, but she's not a writer. Okay. How does she, what does she do to like, to address these issues? 
She's a teacher. Okay. She talks about this in, in her classroom work? Yep. And she's, uh, she also does a lot of volunteer work in the community. Okay. okay. She's uh, part of different organizations. I see. Okay. Okay. Did your wife, did she at any point in you all's relationship, even before you got married, anything where at any point where racism came up, where she had some questions of you as a white man? Sure. These things are going to come up in an interracial relationship. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's pretty, uh, I guess that's pretty normal. You know, that these things would come up talking about race. I mean, that's what we do when we talk about race. I write about race, you know, race is, always been a, a topic of conversation between us. Hmm. At any point you said where, you know, these issues come up, is there any point where she uh, has challenged you as a white man? If Can you, like, share one of those times where she challenged you or raised an issue uh, with you being a white man in a system of white supremacy? No, we talk about white privilege. You know, we talk about white privilege. Obviously, you know, how I navigate this world and, and uh, you know, who I am as a white man is definitely going to have an impact on, on, uh, on, you know, how I'm perceived or what access to certain things that I may have. I mean, white privilege exists, you know, if somebody sees me, you know, I, I'm a white man. They're going to, people are going to respond to me in, a, in, in, in the way that, uh, in the way that this, I guess, structure would, uh, would tend to respond to a white man. You know, right. that's, I understand all that. I'm just saying, is there is there any point where your wife has specifically challenged you or raised some suspicions uh, about you being? Oh, you mean like an? You mean like an argument or something? Uh, it could be an argument, or it could just be her her raising a point and saying something that you're doing. This seems like something that a racist might do, or a racist might say. Like, is that? Oh, okay, okay, nah. Uh, nah. Okay, okay. Um, what what is the racial classification? on your children's birth certificate or if they have anything else that you had to fill out for school, like what, what racial classification is listed? I mean, my, my, my kids are black and white. Is That's what it says on the birth certificate, black and white? Nah, but I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to get into what it says on my kid's birth certificate. That's a little too, uh, that's a little too personal. I don't, I don't understand how, I mean, you have a photograph of your children with this article. Oh, that's not, no, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not me and my kids. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Um, that's a stock, that's a stock picture. I don't, I don't understand how is that personal information? Like what I, you, you listed your wife's racial classification, your racial classification. I don't understand how their racial classification, how that's personal. I just, I just don't want to talk about my kid's birth certificate. Hmm. I mean, you got to respect that. You know what I mean? You, uh, you, you, do you have kids? No, sir. Okay. So I can tell you as a parent, you know, once you, you know, once you, you start, you know, talking about more personal issues regarding your kids, you start getting a little defensive. So I'm telling you <laughs> that I don't really want to get into my kids' uh, birth certificate and the details of the certificate. I just, I just don't. You know, you got to respect that. Okay. Uh, that to me, that would be another tick point, uh, as suspicious. I don't have children, but I didn't ask for their, uh, social security <laughs> wait, wait, number. Wait, uh, hang on, hang on. It, I didn't ask for their social security number. No, 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 no. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. I was I know, talking. I, I was talking. I will let you speak. 
I was talking. Now I didn't Man, ask this, for their social security. Radio for I did you, not man. ask for great. their social security number. I didn't ask for their fingerprints. All I asked for was their racial classification, which is pretty common. People fill this out all the time and don't even think two seconds about it on the census when they go to get jobs, when they go to get a scholarship, perhaps a school job applications all the time. I don't think that's personal information. And in fact, I think that's very important in this conversation because frequently when white people and non-white people have children, those racial classifications become very important. White people slide that classification all over the place. Sometimes it'll be black. Sometimes it'll be white. Sometimes it'll be both. Sometimes it'll be multiracial. Very important. I don't think there's anything personal about that. In my view, that's just withholding constructive information could be yet another act deliberately of practicing racism. Maybe not, but that's something that I would definitely put a star next to very important in not wanting to share their racial classification. Um, if you're just mm. going to keep saying the same thing about you got to respect that and all that, I understood. You already shared that. Got it. Uh, if you had something no, else. No, but, I, but I, I guess I guess because you're not a parent, that's maybe uh, something you might be lacking experience in or lacking understanding. And that's, that's, that's okay. You know what I mean? People, you know, people who don't have kids, they can only understand so many things about what it's like to talk about your kids or, uh, you know, or having a public conversation about your kids, which I've obviously done because I've written about it, you know, but, you know, as parents, we have limit. But if you don't have kids, then I can understand that this is something that might be beyond your grasp. So I'm not, you know, it is what it is. It might be beyond my grasp. It might be an act of racism on your part. Listeners can come up with their own conclusion. Um, well, I mean, you, you don't have kids. So it, I've already said that. Thank you. I'm yeah, so, so you've it, already it, said it, that. It's okay I've already for you not to, that. I don't have not children. To know what it's like to be a parent, man. Me, I suspect you're practicing racism right now. Please stop <laughs> interrupting me. I'm not interrupting you. I'm allowing you to speak. Please stop interrupting me now. You reference Dr. Francis Cress Welsing in your article. Have you heard Dr. Francis Cress? Well, or matter of fact, before I even get to that. What is your view of Dr. Welsing's theory on white supremacy? Well, I agree with her view of white supremacy. Uh, that's it. I agree. I agree with it. You're Based on my reading and my uh, viewing of her uh, different lectures and different videos, I agree with it. You agree with what specific? Because I'm sure some of our listeners do not know who Dr. Welsing is. So, what specifically do you agree with? I agree with the psychological aspect of how white supremacy has uh, has a hold on people. The psychological. What can you explain that? What does that mean specifically? You know, I. I mean, maybe you should break down to your listeners what what she's. Uh, what she writes about or what she talks about. You said maybe some of your listeners are not familiar with it, with her work. So, you know, maybe you should explain it. I could, but you referenced her in your work. So I would prefer, since you referenced her, if you could share what your thoughts are. You referenced her. I assume that you have some yeah, knowledge. I, listen, I read the ISIS paper when I was young. Okay. And I agreed with everything in the book. I agreed with the idea that white supremacy, like I said, you know, becomes this almost this this reprogramming reprograms people's thinking, reprograms people' response and reaction to how they perceive themselves in the world. 
you know, and how, again, white supremacy becomes the default. You know, that's, that's what I agree with. I mean, I'm not going to get into the details of all her work. I could, I couldn't do that right now. Do I agree with her work? Yes, I do agree with it. You know, do I agree with every aspect of everything that she's written? Well, I haven't read everything she's written or I haven't seen every uh, uh, presentation she's made. But as far as what I've read, I agree with it. You know, now if, if you're going to pull up something, uh, uh, you know, quote something from something she's written that I'm not familiar with, then I can't, you know, I can't speak on that. I can only speak on what I've read or what I've, what I've seen and what I've heard. Have you heard her uh, talk? Have you heard her speak about uh, white people having sexual intercourse with non-white people? I've heard some of that, but probably not enough to really speak on the. What speak on it? I guess what portion did you hear talking about on that subject? I saw a video on it. Okay. Do you remember what she was saying? Like you compare it doesn't have to be verbatim, but I mean to the best. No, I don't. I don't. I don't really remember. I mean, I've you know. you're asking me to recollect, like, you know, things that I've seen in passing or read in passing. I can't, I can't do that. Can you? Can you recollect everything that you ever seen or read? It's, I didn't ask you, you know, to recollect everything that you read or said, but if I wrote a public article where I referenced a particular person, I think it would be reasonable to ask me, you know, you mentioned this person. What do you know about this person? What have you read? Or if it's videos or film or whatever the case may be, I think that's well, reasonable. I, I told you, I said I read ISIS right. papers and I've right, seen right. videos and right. uh, different presentations. Okay, we got that. Dr. Welsing, uh, she has talked uh, several times, I've heard, uh, where she's talked about uh, sexual intercourse between white people and non-white people, uh, where the gist of what she's saying is that uh, these arrangements strengthen the system of white supremacy. They do not work against racism, uh, that the white person, whether it's a white man or a white female, uh, that they are taking advantage, uh, really sexually exploiting a non-white person who is in a weak position because of the system of white supremacy. And it's really confounding uh, what it means to be white. It confuses that non-white person further, and it confuses many of the other non-white people who are not directly in this relationship, but just observing whether it's friends, family members, whatever the case may be, just seeing this confuses them about racism, confuses them about what it means to be white. Uh, what, what is your response to that? Mm, I would have to, I'm sure that some people may fit in that, uh, in that category. Mm. And some people don't. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a very, you know, general thing to say, you know, so I wouldn't say a hundred percent of people who, who are part of those relationships absolutely uh, fall in that category. I can't, can't do that. Don't recall anyone asking you to do that either. Um, Say that again? I said, I don't recall anyone asking you to do that. Um, Hmm. So I'm listening I'm listening to uh, your response on the sexual aspect and just, you know, this is something that we talk about on a pretty uh, regular basis. Have you heard uh, at any point and you don't have to recall the exact author every time, but just have you heard before people suggesting that one of the ways racism will end is by white people and non-white people having sexual intercourse and having children and everybody will just be. Have you heard that suggested before that that's one of the ways that racism will be defeated? 
that racism will be defeated by people of different races. White people and non-white people having sexual intercourse. Yes, I have heard that. Okay, okay. I've heard that a lot (laughs) over the years. Before I started studying racism seriously and afterwards, I I hear it all the time from white people and non-white people. And seriously, where these people are not joking, like they're they're serious. They think this is one of the ways that racism could possibly be ended. Uh, I am of the opinion that nothing could be further from the truth, uh, that this has been going on for a long, long time. Today is President's Day. Dr. Welsing, she has frequently said, fondling fathers, Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings, uh, I am of the opinion if this was going to solve the problem, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now. This problem would have been nixed centuries ago if that was really going to be an elixir for all of this. Uh, I am of the opinion that these tragic arrangements, when white people have sexual intercourse with a non-white person, it is a major, it is a maximum act of racist aggression. And this is the logic behind that. Uh, I start out, number one, as you already stated, we're in agreement, at least on this point, non-white people, victims of racism, they should be. It's logical for them to have a high level of suspicion of any and all white people until this system has been totally eradicated, replaced with justice. We were in agreement on that. I asked you about that earlier. My second point, under this system of white supremacy, white people collectively have more power than non-white people collectively. That is what the system of white supremacy means. Do you think that's an accurate statement, that white people collectively have more power? Yeah. Okay. If that is in place, what we have is an unequal, an unbalanced power dynamic between white people and non-white people. And that's really what we're talking about. Not white privilege, white power, white people. And they just passed a new rule. It was so timely up at Harvard. They just passed a new rule uh, at the Ivy League creme de la creme saying that uh, faculty cannot be in any sort of sexual activity with the students. And I said I always reference that that. White people pretty much give this logic out all the time, whether they have specific rules in place or whether it's just something that's frowned on. If there is an unequal power dynamic, a boss and his employees, a teacher and a student, a warden and a prisoner, there's not supposed to be sexual intercourse there. You don't have equals. One person it would be very easy for the person who has more power to take advantage of exploit the person who has less power. And that is the dynamic, unfortunately, that we have worldwide under the system of white supremacy, where white people have more power. It is very, very easy for that white person to end up taking advantage of and exploiting that non-white person. Just the logic. You don't have to agree, but the logic of what I'm saying, does that make sense? Uh, I'm, I'm listening right now. I'm processing everything you're saying. The, is it logical? You don't have to agree. I'm just saying, is it logical? Let's keep talking right now. I'll ask that question again. You're processing. Got it. You can ask it again. You can ask it again. Okay. The other aspect of this is that white people have frequently fooled non-white people. Really, racists have frequently fooled non-white people. And what I mean by that is that frequently uh, racists are very deceptive. They don't always tell the truth. They frequently lie. And non-white people, unfortunately, have thought 
this is a good white person. This white person is not racist. This white person is, you know, down for justice and, and they're down with black people or non-white people or whatever the case. And then it turns out that that actually was not the case, that this actually was a racist white person. There is a long track record of that sort of thing happening until this system has been totally, permanently vanquished. There should be no room for non-white people being fooled anymore. Let's get this problem solved. And then if folks want to hook up and do all that, then we can think about it. But certainly until that day comes, no, we're shutting the bedroom down. We're going to be serious about this. We have major problems between white people and non-white people. Those problems need to be fixed first. The logic. Does that make sense? Logically, not saying that you agree with it, but logically, does it make sense? Mm, not, not. Not completely. No, there's 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 some holes in it. There's some holes in that logic. What, what does not? Uh, what doesn't hold but, logically? What but, doesn't hold logically? No, because there's it's you know it's bigger than it's bigger than that. You know, there's there's all kinds of variables. There's all kinds of factors that aren't really considered when making that that argument. You know, as a whole, as a whole, it it it, it, it sounds. You know, it sounds valid. There's too there's too many variables. You know what I mean? There's there's things that that exist. There's feelings. There's ideas. There's concepts. There's natural forces that exist outside of that construct that uh, that would make that logic uh, 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 not foolproof. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Gunnar Murdahl's quote. Uh, I referenced it before. Uh, sex is the principle around which the whole structure of white supremacy is organized. Uh, you said that there are things outside of that and there are things that are bigger than what I just said. Uh, in my view, nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing. Okay. I mean, operates. I mean, Hang I mean, on, you're interrupting again. Nothing <laughs> okay, operates outside the system of white supremacy. That is what supreme means. Nothing. So I'm of the opinion that even when you talk about feelings and all of that is contaminated with the virus of white supremacy, even the times when people say the, the rhetoric, the cliche that I hear all the time that, oh, we we don't see color and we just fell in love. I didn't fall in love with a white person. or I didn't fall in love with a black person. I fell in love with this person because, you know, blah, 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 whatever else they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the system of white supremacy contaminates all of that. Uh, there is no way, as even as we were saying before, there is no way that you can exist within a total structure system of white supremacy and not have everything that exists within that be influenced, infected by that logic train of thought. So in my view, that just that just doesn't make sense, which I would expect. I mean, you have some stake in this uh, being a white man married to uh, a non-white female. Um we do have a lot of people who uh, called in. I do want to make sure we make time for folks to uh, get in their questions. Um, yeah, I'll just hit the phone lines. Uh, folks have things they would like to ask. The number is 760-569-7676. And the code is 564-943-POUND. Press star six if <laughs> you have Questions. Uh, the number again, 760-569-7676. And the code is 
nine, four, three, pound. Press star six if you have questions. Again, our guest, Mr. Sebastian Elkaby, uh, the person who dialed in last four digits. We don't have time for speechifying today, so question, question, question. That way we can get everybody who dialed in. Uh, the person in uh, last four digits, 0586, 0586. Did you have a question for Mr. Elkaby? Hello? Yes, ma'am. Hi, does uh, hi, welcome, Mr. Elkaby. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I, I have a question about your last name, uh, El Elkaby. Is that of Lebanese or Middle Eastern extraction? It's Arabic. Arabic. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, are are you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I said I said. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, are, are you are you of Arabic extraction? And if so, if you don't mind sharing, what what country? Uh, some of my relatives are from Algeria. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, just uh, based on that, I, so are you f uh, first, second generation American? No, I'm. Um, I'm not American. I was in. I wasn't born here. Oh okay, so um, oh okay, thank you. Um, and then the other question I, uh, the last question I have is, um, do you do you think it's acceptable acceptable if, uh, let's say, a white person you know who may have uh, black friends, do you think it's acceptable if that white person uses the word N I G G A in front of their black friends? No, I don't think it's acceptable. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Caller from a blocked number. Did you have a question for Mr. Sebastian Elkaby? Yes. Thank you, Gus and Justice, for the program to this evening. Uh, thank you for being on the program, Mr. Elkaby. Uh, do thank white you. people make a distinction of a child that is a byproduct of a white parent and a black parent? I'm sorry, could you, I can't hear you, if you can speak up just a little bit and, uh, and repeat the question. I say, do white people make a distinction of a child that is a, that is a byproduct of a white parent and a black parent? You mean uh, 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 in my life or, or, or in general? Just in general. Do white um. people make a distinction? Of a black of a child that is a byproduct of a white parent and a black parent. I mean, I think I think I think they make a distinction, but uh, but I still I still think that they look at that child as being black. You know, obviously there's a distinction. There's a reality that the child is biracial. That's real. That that exists. How you can know? you how wh how can you tell that there's a child is a biracial child? Well, if you if you know their parents, what if they don't know their parents? <laughs> oh well, in that case, maybe you can't tell. I mean, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It's you know every uh, every situation is going to be different. I'm thinking from the perspective of uh, somebody who obviously knows who their parents are. Okay, what is your age? What is my what? Your age. My age. I'm 43, sir. Okay, uh, what information can you provide your children about racism, white supremacy, 
that a black mother and a black father can provide to their children. That that you said that they cannot provide. Yes. Uh, I don't provide anything more than uh, a black mom and a black dad can't provide. Do you think you can provide more to them? That of course not. Why? Why, why would I think that I can provide more than black parents can? Why? Why would I? Why would I think that? I don't know. I'm just asking you the question. No. No, no, uh, absolutely not. I provide what I provide in my household with my family according to what I know, what I understand, and how I view the world. That's the only thing that I can do to the best of my ability. Okay, what Does that mean it's better than anybody else? Absolutely not. That I can't, you know, I can't speak on any other household. I can only speak on my household. Okay, why did you decide to marry a black woman and not a white woman? Well, first of all, it wasn't a decision. You know, it's not it's not a decision like this is what I'm going to do. This is what I've decided to do. It's not a decision. It's just uh it just happened. I mean, so not to not to get not to get into my personal story of how I met my wife because that's not what we're here for. And that's obviously not the, uh you know the details that I'm going to be sharing with uh you know with you now but you know it's not it's not a decision this is uh it's kind of like how people meet each other in general i'm you know i i don't know if you're married or not but you know you meet people based on uh circumstances based on where you are who you know your circle of friends work et cetera, et cetera. you know it's uh things just uh, happen like that so what you're saying is you didn't make a um definitive decision to marry your wife it just happened i made a definitive decision to marry the person that i clicked with that's that's what i did i married the person obviously that i clicked with if i didn't click with the person i wouldn't marry the person it's the that's this you know you find the person who uh who's uh you know who who who's who completes you now we're we're sounding like this is some kind of uh, valentine's day show but uh but that's what it is you know it's uh it's about finding the person that you can be yourself with it's about and you know this is really corny for me to talk about this right now because this is really sounding like a relationship show and i'm i don't know why i'm explaining to your audience you know, how, uh, you know, how you find the person that's right for you. But obviously these are the questions that I'm answering. So, uh, there's no conscious decision. It's just, you know, you find the person that you click with and the magic happens. What do white people say about black people when black people are not present? Um, I can tell you from my experience that, uh, there's definitely a lot of racism. There's definitely a lot of uh, stereotypes, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know racist statements and a lot of racist beliefs being said. You know, and uh, you know, and on some occasion you'll hear something that actually doesn't fall in that category that kind of surprises you. But unfortunately, there's definitely a lot of uh, racist beliefs being. Uh, being uh, discussed amongst white people. 
Are you present during those discussions? Have I been present? Sure, I've been present. You're at work, your colleagues, you know, uh, work meetings, uh, people in public places. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's all around you. It could be, it could be in an office, in an office setting. It could be, uh, you know, it could be, I'm an educator, so it could be, it could be at school. You know, it could be when, uh, when, uh, uh, there's a PTA, parent teacher meeting, you know, that's, you know, anywhere that is a public setting, these things can be observed and these things can happen. You know? What do you do when those demeaning or demoralizing comments are made about uh, black people from white people? Well, you know, it depends. There's been different different incidents. You know, sometimes it's gotten close to to uh fights. Sometimes it's it's just been verbal arguments you know, or verbal exchanges. Um, so it's, you know, it kind of, it kind of depends on what the situation is. Obviously, if you're at work, you're not going to, you know, uh, to deal with people the same way you would if you were in public somewhere, you know? So it, it, uh, it depends. It could vary from, from pretty heated exchanges to just, to just, uh, you know, verbal exchanges. Okay. One final question. What should mm-hmm. white people do to eradicate racism, white supremacy, and replace it with justice? What should white people do to eradicate? I think I kind of gave you my opinion earlier on the show, but I think it has to start with education. I think it has to start with, you know, just even understanding what white supremacy means or white supremacy is or how it, how it's, uh, 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 how it manifests itself in uh in our daily lives you know i think that's i think that's the beginning at the very least okay no further comments thank you all right you're welcome the person that dialed in last four digits two four five six two four five six did you have a question for mr elkaby hi uh just calling in here listening and getting educated. So thanks, Gus, and all the callers for cows. Um, when you talk to your children about the Eric Gardners and the Trayvon Martins and the Emmett Teals of the world, do you? What do you talk to them about? Do you kind of notice that those people are more heavily melanated? And if you have children that you're you're their parents or you're the white parent and you know they're lighter how do how do you feel about that mm, um, I'm not really sure I understand your question if you if you can ask it again or 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 reframe it so they're darker skinned people we're all dealing with it, but just going over you know Eric Gardner trayvon mm-hmm. Martin. Um, Ayanna, you know, Emmett right. Hill, they're darker. So, right. and then your children would be considered lighter, more than likely. Right. Right. So I'm saying, how do do you talk to them about that? About how you know how it is with the the lighter people and the darker people? Well, I mean, the the you know the fact that their light skin is is evident. You know, um, that's not. You know that's that's in your face. That's obvious. So we we talk about it. Sure, it comes up. It definitely comes up. You know, will they be? Will, not, 
like mistreated, like maybe the darker skinned children? I'm sorry, you, you, I missed the first thing that you said. Well, I'm just trying to get at, you know, how people try to treat the darker skinned people. Because we're, we're all black and we know that. But then there's like this deal with darker skinned black people right. and lighter skinned black people. And I'm saying, you know, have you talked to them about that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's come up many times. You know, I wouldn't say it's it's uh, uh, it's been uh, the basis of all the conversation we've had as a response or as a uh, a reaction to to our discussions about Eric Garner or Trayvon or, or, okay. or Mike Brown. But it's definitely something that's come up. Now, do I believe that my kids will be? Uh, are, are, are less likely to be to be uh, 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 looked at or targeted because they're light skin. Is it? Do I believe that? I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Without telling you what my kids look like, obviously, you know the, the picture that's uh, that's uh, uh, part of the article uh, is not actually my family. So without you know getting into the details of what you know, it's like my, a fake picture up there. So how many white how many white women have you dated? How many white women have I dated? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, I just I'm just asking. I, I don't know how many white women I've I've dated. A couple, two, three. I don't I don't know. I mean, okay. that's. That's, uh, and I just have one last question, not to cut you off. These two sure. books, I, I know you said you read the ISIS papers when you were younger. Do you yes. think that might be the reason why you got sexually involved with, with a black woman? Okay, well, it, here's the thing. And it gets, you know, when you're talking to, to a man about his wife, you know, you got to be real careful about, you know, the kind of, you know, questions or how inappropriate or how invasive some of these questions start to get. But I'm going to tell you that my relationship with my wife is not based on uh, on sexualization or the or my reading of the ISIS paper and and making that the reason for for being with my wife. I mean, that's that's. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just tracking, and then just one last question: When you said something about the system um, of racism, white supremacy actually affects white people too. It, it brings everybody down. Would you agree that the system has to have some some type of sacrifice of of the, like their own people? So they'll go ahead and sacrifice those people, and they will be looked at as a sacrifice more than like somebody that's victimized by the system, like the non-whites are. Would you, would you agree with that? I'm not sure I understand uh, that question. All right, I'm 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 not being clear. So, hey, thank uh, you, you for coming. You, you, can, you can ask it again. I, if, if you can ask it again, I mean, I, I want to understand what what you're saying. I just I just didn't get it. So. So earlier you were saying that, you know, white people are affected too by this right. by this crazy system that, you know, my group has set up. This I'm just saying, you know, loosely what you might have said when I was right. listening earlier. So you said white people are affected too. What I'm saying is that the system calls for some type of sacrifice of their of their own people, which mm -hmm. would be some white people. 
So why, by you saying they're victims, I'm saying no. I'm saying they're just out there sacrifices to make it look good. You know, we got to put some white people out there, too, as being poor and disenfranchised and out here looking crazy. W- would you say that, that they're not victims, they're just more like sacrifices? Mm, I'm, hmm. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I'm not sure that sacrifices is, is necessarily the word. Um, yeah. You know, I want to be yeah. more clear. I, I'm learning new new words and big words. and But, hey, no, thanks for answering those questions. I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't able to, to, to answer that, that last question. I'm sorry about that. All right. Right on. Uh, caller uh, Kofi, did you have a question for uh, Mr. Elkaby? Your line should be open. Yep. Uh, yes, sir. Breaking up a lot and hurting my ears. We'll try one more time. Uh, let's try one more time. See if your uh, audio is together. Uh, Kofi, are you with us? It's like your uh, volume is turned up too high. I can hear you, but your volume is turned up so high that it's distorting. Uh, if you could turn, if you could turn your volume down, it would probably uh, work out because I can hear you. It's just the volume is up way too high. Okay, are you still with us? Can you hear me at all? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, am, am I still being distorted and all that? You are crystal now. Oh, great, great, great. Sorry about that. Um, uh, my question is, um, I, I read in your article, you, you mentioned a whole bunch of black thinkers, Dr. Clark, Dr. Welting, and all of them. Um, can you tell me what your top three uh, favorite books are from these thinkers and why they're uh, your favorite books? Uh, top three? Uh, the Autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, black Man in the Nile. And um, top three. That's, that's kind of hard. There's a, there's a book. It's a... It's not a, a huge book. It's not necessarily a very well-known book, but a book that impacted me uh, is called The Electromagnetism of the Ankh. Okay. And, and why are those your uh, top three books? Uh, Malcolm, I think, was uh, the book that, well, m- me and millions of other people, uh, Malcolm autobiography was pretty much the book that I feel kind of really, you know, opened up my eyes and, um, really kind of introduced me to, to white supremacy, uh, uh, you know, as a structure or, or, or as a belief, as an ideology. Um, uh, black men are now because, uh, because just the history and, you know, understanding uh, the uh, 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 black man's history on the planet um, and the electromagnetism of the arc just because it, uh, it's, you know, it breaks down the, the power of the arc from, um, 
you know, from, uh, again, electromagnetic, but it's, it really gets into the physics, you know, and the ingenuity of, of, uh, of, uh, you know, ancient Kemet and how things that we see today, like the Ankh, you know, has such a deep, deep rooted history beyond just symbolism, you know, and, uh, you know, and how powerful symbols are just beyond, you know, the actual uh, depiction and images of it. It goes much deeper than just just a nice picture. It's, uh, you know, it's deeply rooted almost in, uh, you know, in a universal, uh, in a universal uh, uh, cosmic uh, aspect. So... Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, one, one more question. Um, mm-hmm. it, is the historical and modern behavior of white people evidence that they consider black people as their enemies, or at the very least as a threat? Wait, that, that's a question? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so being that you read a, a lot of these history books um, about, you know, black history, um, does, does the historical and modern behavior of white people is that evidence that they consider black people as their enemies, or at the very least as a threat? Um, enemies, threat. Yeah, in in many ways, yes. But I think it's not just enemies and threat. I think there's, I think there's uh, uh, other ways that the white collective views black people. Some, some, you know, enemy in some way, yes. Threat in some ways, but I think it doesn't really describe the the whole. Uh, you know the whole picture. There's there's even more to that than just those two, those two uh, descriptions. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The person who dialed in last four digits one seven four nine one seven four nine. Did you have a question for Mister Elkaby? Can I be heard? Yes, sir. How you doing, Josh? How you doing tonight? Um, how you doing to the guests? Yeah, how you doing? Um, I'm all right, thanks. Had a few questions for you. Um, hopefully they don't amuse you. Um, one question I have for you is, um, exactly where are you from? If you don't mind me asking, um, where did you grow up at? You know, your teenage years, go to high school, things of that nature? Yep, I'm, uh, I'm from France originally. France originally. So you went to high school in France and um No, no, no. I went I went to uh I went to high school in uh, Southern California. Oh, in Southern California, okay, okay. Did you hang out around a lot of black people? Um most of my friends were black growing up, yes. Oh, okay. In the United States. Okay, okay. Cause I only ask because you used a few words and you sound I don't, I don't know if it's proper to say, but you sound somewhat black. You know, you would confuse me if you called me on the phone. I, I would probably think you were a black guy with some of the things you said. Um, okay. <clears throat> you mentioned the books you read. Um, um, you made a statement that made me think that you listen to probably a lot of blog talk um, shows other than this one, or maybe you all watch a lot of YouTube on some um, of these things. Yeah, a little, little bit. I don't have too much free time. To, to 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 get on YouTube or listen to too much uh, uh, blog talk these days, uh, but you know every once in a while. 
Yeah, because I never heard a white person say Kimmy before. That that kind of like threw me for a loop. I said, man, he got he had to get that from somewhere. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm 43, so, you know, I'm I've been around before the internet, <laughs> you know, okay. before okay. before YouTube. So, so, uh, you know, a lot of my upbringing was based on on uh, you know my own my own research, you know. Without the internet, I mean, I know a lot of people these days get a lot of information from uh, you know from the internet, but mm -hmm. you know when I when I was coming up, it was definitely books and VHS tapes, uh, lectures, you know, like actually attending lectures and just uh, just meeting with people one on one, you know. So by the time by the time my my I guess my mind or my thinking was uh was was formed you know the internet really hadn't even you know been around yet or at least you know accessible to to most people oh, okay okay um what type of hip-hop do you teach um if you don't mind me asking yeah um, uh well i uh i teach a program it's a hip-hop culture program and we start off with uh, the civil rights movement so that we can kind of establish the context in which uh, the hip hop culture, uh, the culture of hip hop was born. And then we get into the, you know, the beginning from Cool Heart to Africa Bambada to Grandmaster Flash. And, you know, we just move forward chronologically to, uh, to modern day. You know, we deal with all the elements. We deal with, uh, you know, the civilization. We deal with the uh, social climate at the time. Uh, we deal with um, Cool Heart being from Jamaica, and you know, just just the base, the basics, the, the birth of hip hop, pretty much. And then okay. we move, so we teach, move you teach, through. You teach old school, you know. Okay, I get you. Um, all the um, way, yeah, all the way to all the way to present, from from beginning all the way to all the way to today. Okay. Um, you said earlier you think that um you don't think that whites benefit. On, on white supremacy? No, 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 no. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't say that. That's that's where. Uh, we, we that's what I heard you uh, say. Yeah, that's where we oh. had a little little disagreement. White people do benefit from white supremacy. Okay. I said. Um, I said that. I, I think the the little disagreement we had earlier in regards to that was I said white people are 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 victims of white supremacy. I said they're eventually they'll lose out to nobody wins under a system of white supremacy, including white people. I mean, right now they are right now. The structure is set up to benefit white people, but in the long run, I don't think that system is sustainable for anyone, including white people. Okay. You know, I they, think white they can't, people are only, Victims of nature, not white supremacy at all. They created it. They uphold it. They um keep it together. They keep it functioning. Um, they work collectively to do so. Your wife yeah, is but black. Um, you said your wife is black, and um, yeah. What do you you said that you didn't you didn't want to tell us what you put on your kid's birth certificate? My kid's birth certificate says black. I know it's only a few classifications you could use, but um, if you don't know that um your kids are classified as black according to the system and um um 
the concept of this show, I'm sure you knew it was racism before you came on. Um, it was, I think it was a definitive and calculated act of racism to make light of the jokes and laugh at some of the questions that the, the host was asking you. Um, Dr. Well, Francis Press Weldon, in her book, The Isis Papers, she describes um, a white and big black, black baby as being black. And that's um, common knowledge to whites, and that's logic all around the world. And I'm sure you heard it in the, the term house Negro. So even a light-skinned black is still going to be a Negro or considered as black. So um, lastly, my last question to you is, um, as a white man, knowing you fathered children, um, that before you fathered them, you knew they were going to be black, you knew they were going to be mistreated by the system, um, they would be classified as black for the rest of their lives, um, could be um, shot down by the police at any time. Would you think that is an act of racism on your part? Um, knowingly bringing kids in the world who would be mistreated because they're black? You know, I'm going to probably sound or say the same thing that I, that I said earlier. I, I don't remember uh, the caller. But when, uh, when I was getting into my personal relationship, or details about my personal relationship as, as much as I'm willing to discuss uh, publicly, I did say that, you know, at the end of the day, when two people meet, uh, they, uh, you know, they meet because they're, uh, they complement each other and because it's, it's meant to be, quote-unquote, you know. So at that moment, um, you know, it's just, it's just about the two people. It's just about the relationship. It's about building a family, and it's about, you know, the love that two people share. So, you know, so that's, that's, that's what happens. I mean, again, I, I don't want to get into a relationship talk because that's not what the show's about. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's two people who meet each other and fall in love with each other. That's what it is. I didn't ask a relationship question. I asked if you, you were practicing racism, knowingly bringing children into the world who would be classified as black that you know would be mistreated, um, you said you do the history of hip-hop, the civil rights movement. It's no secret to you, you're 43, uh, that this is, this is the way the system works. Now, you brought children into the world who will be mistreated by the system created by people who classify themselves as white, such as you. You had an option to be with a woman who also classify herself as white and bring children into the world that will not be mistreated, but you decided to bring children in the world that you know will be mistreated by the system, do you think that's an act of racism on your part, maybe subconsciously? Absolutely not. Okay. It's not an act of racism. It's an act of uniting with the person that you love and, and bringing up a family. That's, that's what it is. And that's pretty much what most couples who get together and have kids do. They, they start a family so that they can they can, uh, 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 you know, bring up the next generation and, you know, and create this, this family unit. That's, that's what it is. And that's pretty much I'm willing to bet why everybody has a family in the first place. You, you meet somebody you love and you have kids together and you, you raise a family. That's, that's what it is. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Caller at 8179-8179. Did you have a question for Mr. Elkaby? Your line should be open. May I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Good evening, um, Gus, and to your guest. 
Um, I have three questions. The first one is, is anyone else in your family married to a non-white person or a black person besides you? Yes. Do you have, like, just a, a number, or is it, like, one or two, or? And there's other, other people in my family who are married to non-white people, yes. I mean, I have non-white people in my family, so. Okay. Um, my, fa my family is made of non-white people, so, so, you know, so there's definitely a lot of different races and non-white people in my family in, in general. Okay. Um, my next question is, who do you think is most confused about racism, white people or non-white people? Who, who I think is most confused about racism? Yes. Uh, white people. White people are most confused? About racism? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, and the last question is, um, I think I heard you say that there, you believe that there are some good white people and you are one of them, correct? I didn't, I didn't exactly use, uh, use those terms, but I well, said, I believe there are, mm -hmm. I believe there are some white people who, who I think the, I think that when we were talking about, I think we we're talking about, are there white people who aren't racist? I'm not. 100% sure that's what we're talking about, but I believe so. So do I believe there are some white people who are not racist? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, and can you give um, give me like three, maybe two or three ways to determine a I'm racist sorry? from a not? Can you give me like two or three ways for, I mean, I'm a victim of racism. I'm black. And mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out how to determine who is a racist and who's not. Uh, I would say uh, somebody who holds somebody back or prevents them, pre prevents or obstructs access to resources or power uh, based on race, that, you know, that would be racism. You know, if, if, if somebody, if somebody, prevents somebody based on race from having access to, say, I don't know, a bank loan or housing or, uh, or adequate health care or education, uh, you know, things like that, then, you know, based on race, if those decisions are made based on race, then that's a pretty good indicator that that person is racist. Okay, can you give me like two more? Like, I, I, how do I determine who's a racist and who's not? Because I mean, people. I'm just wondering. I mean, you're you're white. You're classified as white, correct? Right. Okay, so how? And I think I heard you say that you're not a racist earlier when you were asked. Well, I'm not. No, I will say this. I'm not a racist. Yes, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, 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 subscribe to the idea that somebody's color or somebody's race makes them inferior and therefore I have to exert some kind of power to deny them access to, you know, whatever that may be, whatever resources or, or, or you know, available. 
I don't oh, first of all, I don't have the means to do that anyway. Uh, you know, and if I did have the means, if I didn't have any kind of significant power or access to resources or wealth or anything of that nature, if I had access to it, you know, then I definitely wouldn't deny or block or prevent anybody from having access to it based on uh, race. Okay. So is that the only way that I can determine who's a racist or not or do, or just going up to white people and asking are you a racist or not? No, I, mean, I, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of other ways. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different ways. But, I mean, it's, you know, that's it's a matter of, of, of perception, you know. Uh, it's a matter of what, you know, your interactions with people. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't list all all of these examples of what no i don't want all people. i just wanted two or three just you know just i mean especially coming from someone as white um i was just thinking of ways of how non-white people black people can protect themselves from racists and by you classifying yourself as not a racist how can we determine just some tips I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, say, say the last part. I, you, I didn't catch can the you last part. Can you give us some tips on how not to be, I mean, I'm trying not to be victimized. And so you are, you said that you're not a racist, and you gave us one example, well, you know, by not being, uh, you said something about power. Yeah, hold, by, by holding back, back or, 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 or preventing uh, 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 access to resources or power or wealth or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, I, I, I could try to give you another example. Uh, you know, people, you shouldn't allow, white people shouldn't be allowed to, to you know, insult or trivialize or minimize or, uh, or reduce to a lesser than level uh, uh, black people, whether it's in uh, uh, school, for example, you know, whether it's minimizing uh, the, the 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 reality of the African presence throughout the world, you know, in history class or in social studies, you know, or downplaying the 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 impact and the contributions of Africans throughout the world for, and I'm, I'm saying, I'm giving you these examples cause I'm, you know, I work at schools. So, you know, I'm looking at it from a educator standpoint, you know, so, you know, not allowing these kind of things to happen, for example, you know, and not who, allowing, I'm sorry, go ahead. And who would have the power to change that? If the white, if, I mean, what, non-white people are not in power to make those choices. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have the answers to everything. Um, I don't, I can't answer, you know, I wish I had the answers. If I had the answers, then, you know, that would be great. But I, I don't, you know, I'm on this planet just like we all are, just trying to, trying to figure it out every day, you know. Some things I have a, a, a grasp on, other things I'm still trying to learn, you know. It's just, I, I wish I had, I could answer all those questions, but I, I can't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my uh, call, Gus. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, the caller at 4942-4942, did you have a question for Mr. Elkaby? 
Can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Greetings to everyone on the line. Uh, I'll try to be as quick and efficient as I can be. Um, Mr. Elkeby, in your article about your raising pro-black biracial children, you stated that uh, it's everything the world around them will otherwise teach them to forget about who they are, where they come from, and how much power they possess. How do you define power? I, I, I define power, uh, individual power, as just, you know, coming from within, you know, spiritual, spiritually speaking, you know, from from your own, from your own inner self, you know, from your, from your confidence, from your drive, from your willingness to, to, to push forward, from your creativity, from your imagination, from, from your, uh, your, your, even your joy for your life, your zest for life, your, your hunger for knowledge, for exploration, for, invention, you know, all these things that just make a person just, you know, brilliant in, in, in who they are. To me, that's, that's power when you can, you know, when you can embrace that and, and kind of feel the sense of pride and confidence that you're, you know, you, you're tapped into all these things within yourself. I think, I think that's power, you know, just, just feeling healthy about who you are, just having a general sense of, of of well being and 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 you know about about just you as a human being uh, uh, or as a, or as a spirit in this in this universe just you know just just feeling like you're you're part of it all like you're connected to it you know like like the world is yours or the universe is yours you know just it's really again it's really more like a spiritual spiritual feeling you know and that's what you know that's why all uh, you know parents across the world teach their kids you know it's it's you know it's that spark that's inside it's that you know it's what makes you special inside that's that's power that's the kind of power i'm talking about and uh uh the way i referred to it in the, in the article at least all right and you said does, does that make does that make sense to, to you? you you understand what i mean you answered my question um, okay. when you said you're trying to raise your children to be pro-black, what exactly do you mean by pro-black? Well, you know, when I say pro-black, I don't mean anti-white. I just don't want my kids to, uh, to, 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 to fall prey to their school system. You know, them going to school, the TV programs that are on music, entertainment, pop culture, you know, I, you know, being black is not reaffirmed or it's not, it's not, uh, 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 I don't want to say encouraged. That's not the right word, but you know, it's not affirmed. It's not celebrated. It's not embraced. The world doesn't embrace it. So, you know, I don't want my kids to feel that they're not being embraced, that they're not, you know, that they're who they are is not being celebrated. So again, it's not about being anti-white, but it's about embracing, you know, who you are. So that's what I mean in my article when I say uh, I'm raising my kids to be pro-black. I don't want them to feel that they're less than in a, in a system that, uh, that promotes being less than. Okay, and you being a white man, how do you 
or what do you think it means to be black? Well, I can't tell anybody what it means to be black, but I can definitely talk about, or, or I can tell my kids because, you know, you got, you, you, you got to think there's a very thin line here, you know, with, uh, a white person telling somebody what it's like to be black and a dad telling his kids what it's like to be the best they can be. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, the relationship with a parent and his kids is obviously going to be much closer, much more intimate, you know, and on a much more deeper emotional level than, say, uh, a conversation I'd have with, uh, you know, with a stranger uh, about being black. You know, I'm talking to my kids like my kids. First and foremost, that's what they are, my kids. And I speak and I, and I, and I raise them as a compassionate parent who cares about their well-being, including them being black. So, uh, you know, so can I teach them what it's like to be black? No, that would be, that would be ridiculous for me to say I'm going to teach them what it's like to be black. But I can definitely teach them what it's like to be empowered and what it's like to be spiritually in tune and what it's like to be a compassionate, loving, caring, uh, 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 creative uh, uh, individual. And in that, we can definitely embrace and reinforce uh, being black as being something to be proud of and something empowering rather than, rather than not, or rather than letting the world uh, tell them that uh, they're less than. I um, didn't quite get an answer to my question because I wasn't really asking for you to tell any of us what it means to be black. I'm asking more so what do you think That's what I'm telling you. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what it means to me to be black. I can't tell you, like, how would I sound if I said, like, let me tell you what it means to be black? I can't, I can't tell you that. I mean, that's, I guess that would be my answer. I can't answer that question because I'm not black, so I can't answer that question, you know? But, you know, because I know ultimately what you're getting to is how the hell can you tell your, uh, your kids or write an article talking about raising your pro-black uh, pro-black biracial children. Mm, I don't want you putting words into my mouth because I didn't say any of that, so please don't try to speak for me and what I'm getting at because what I'm getting at is exactly what I asked you. What do okay, you but, mean but, but, when you but, say you know, but, but it, black? It, it, what do you think being black means in a system of white supremacy? What does that mean? I mean, it's everything we've talked about. and we That's pretty much what the whole show has been about. You know, being subjugated and and uh, having to to become a victim of white supremacy because you're black and because white people feel like they're superior and feel that they have the upper hand and have created the structure to subjugate and victimize and oppress and downpress and push people uh, 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 and marginalize people and demoralize people. That's that's the structure that we live in, and that's one of the aspects. One of the aspects that black people have to deal with in this country or in this world, that's one of the aspects. It has, it's, it's, it's not, we're not talking about, uh, uh, you know, we're not considering the fact that, to me, blackness has to do with greatness. 
It has to do with power. It has to do with being empowered. It has to do with, uh, with in essence, being the, the, the mothers and fathers of civilization. It has, to, it has to do with being in tune with the, with the universe, being in tune with, with, with uh, 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 you know, with the collective, being in tune with people, being in tune with humanity. You know, uh, that's the, that's the greatness beyond, you know, beyond the, the, uh, uh, the way the white power structure oppresses people. You know, what I'm talking about is the, is the power behind it, not the, not the victimization or not the oppression and discrimination. I'm also looking at the, the greatness of it all. So if you ask me what I think, then I guess that will be my answer. Okay, and so you're teaching your children to be both, I guess, by your definition, pro-black of being both subjugated and abused by this system, but in some far-off land also knowing that being black is somehow being connected and to all people and being powerful spiritually and that, you know, is that basically what you're saying? Well, I don't, I don't understand your, your, your question. Re- re- rephrase you say, it. You, you said that being black under a system of white supremacy is being abused and subjugated and mistreated. You I mean, that's what that, white supremacy you does. Said yeah. that for, yes, that's what white supremacy does. We all agree on that. You also said that for you, you're trying to say that black also means being spiritually connected to, I'm assuming, the earth and people and all of these great things, having all of this power that we apparently once had long ago, things of that nature. So how are you... I guess, teaching your children, because all of that just sounds confusing to me. Like, as a black female myself, it would be very well, confusing I mean, for me to have the world telling me, you're nothing, but then I have my white father telling me, oh, but you're all these great things at the same time, and I'm not able to enact any of that in, in the here and now, not somewhere far off some spiritual place. So I'm well, thinking, I mean, how exactly are you teaching your children to be pro-black? Well, here's the thing. Obviously, I'm not going to give you or the listeners of of, of this show, uh, you know, a full glimpse into what it's like in my household every day. That would be impossible unless I, you know, I guess I had cameras in the house every day, all day. You know what I mean? So I can't, I can't encapsulate those kind of things and make it easily digestible for, you know, for the listeners of the show to fully understand that, you know, it's, it's something that I probably need to, would probably need to be expressed in a book if even a book could really reflect what it's like, you know, it's, you know, you can't, I mean, what you're asking me, I understand the question and I understand, I understand like it's a fair, it's a fair question, you know, but as you ask it, you know, I realize how could a, how could a parent, you know, really really answer this question in a neatly packaged, you know, like 30 seconds answer, you know, for the sake of the show. I mean, if me and you were sitting face to face, maybe I could, you know, we could sit down and talk about it for hours. But, but, you know, I'm thinking about it like, you know, there's really no way that that question can really be answered, you know, logically, because I know it's, you know, right now it's all about, you know, snippets and sound bites and stuff, you know, but it's, you know, it just doesn't do justice to 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 what goes on in in my household or how how my parenting is done or how I should say my parenting but our parenting I'm obviously 
you know, half of the equation. But, you know, it doesn't, I, just, I don't think, I don't think I could really answer that question. It just, it just, there's no way that I can answer it in, 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 in the time that we have here. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, two more questions really quickly, hopefully. Uh, you agreed earlier that it's logical for non-white people uh, to be suspicious of all white people as being racist. And you agreed with that. You said, sure, that's logical. So are you instilling that suspicion in your black children? You know, the thing is, I have that suspicion myself in a lot of ways, you know. And, you know, it takes it takes really getting to know the person to to have those suspicions alleviated. You know, it, uh, you know, it takes interacting with the person, engaging with the person, speaking with the person, just really getting to know the person, you know, so that those suspicions are just, you know, just dissipate, you know? So, you know, and that's, that's probably the one thing that isn't, that isn't, you know, isn't necessarily the, the, uh, uh, it's probably the most difficult thing to do, you know, on one hand to have these suspicions you know, but on the other hand, to make sure that those suspicions don't necessarily cripple an individual, or in this case, my children, you know, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I'm just one man, I don't have the answers to it all, you know, I'm just like any other parent in the world trying to do the best, uh, best job possible to be a parent, and, uh, you know, it's not always easy, you know, and again, like I, like I told you, I think the last caller, I definitely don't have all the answers to this, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best I can to answer, uh, uh all of these questions, but, you know, it's, I just don't have all the answers to it all, you know, some of this stuff is just, you know, you, just like any other parent, you just got to figure it out, you know, as a parent, you, you know, you learn, you learn as you do, I, I, I don't know if, if, you know, if you have kids or anything like that, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, no parents has all the answers. I'm sure, you know, people say, like, having kids, it doesn't come with an instruction manual. You know, you kind of, you got to learn as you go. And that's, I'm no, I'm no different. I'm like all the rest of the parents, just trying to do the best that I can, you know. All right. And my last question, have you heard the names Abner Louima or Alvin Yellowhair? Have I heard the names? The names Abner Louima or Alvin Yellowhair. Yeah. Can you tell me how you know those names? Well, I know Abner Louima because Abner Louima was uh, a victim of uh, police brutality. Okay. I don't know the I don't know the second thing. Okay, I only ask that question more for more so for the listeners because in your first full paragraph of your article, you ended it by saying black people are still getting the short end of the nightstick. And I right. found that interesting when you, well, well, when that, you compare that, that to those two cases. Um, but that's all of my questions. Thank you for answering. All right. You're welcome. Uh, the caller at 2658-2658, did you have a question for Mr. Elkaby? You should be with us, 2658. Greetings, Gus. Evening, uh, sir. To the To the guests. Under the, oh, under the, hold, hold, hold on, I'm sorry. Before we before we go any further, uh, how much more time do are we are we on? Uh, we had a few more people that dialed in. I guess you know if you can if you're if you have the time to uh, nab a few of the other folks, that would be grand. Uh, you know, we'll work with with what you have. But there are a few other people yep. that dialed in. Can we do Can we do twenty more minutes? 
Sure. We'll have to get everybody in in that time. That's what we got. 20 more minutes. 2658. Under the system of racism, white supremacy, what does it mean to be a white person? What does it mean to be a white person? Uh, well, that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, if you're asking me, I, I can't answer for all white people. I can only answer for myself. That's, uh, somebody, so, see, you, I, you know, this is to you and to all the other listeners, but some of these questions are, are really, like, very general, you know, and, and there's just some questions that just can't be answered. I mean, I know it's not satisfactory, you know, to listeners who are calling in with questions and want their questions answered. I, I get that. But some of the stuff, I'm just, I'm just like, wow, how do you, how does one even answer that question? You know, I, I really couldn't tell you. If I had all the answers to everything, I'd be, I'd be a genius. I don't, I don't know. I, I can tell you what it's like to be me, and I, I understand to my, to, to, to my, uh, with my own limitations, what white supremacy, the, 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 the system of white supremacy, but if you ask me what it means to be a white person, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I can tell you what it's like to be me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what it's like I, to be a white I didn't, person. I didn't, come, I, didn't, I didn't come at the beginning of the program, at the very beginning of the program, but I, uh -huh. I'm quite familiar with what questions are asked the host, I mean, the, uh, the guest. Right. Uh, did you affirm that you're a white person? Yes. Yes, okay, that was, can, uh, can, we, can, okay, okay. we discussed that in the beginning. Okay, can you answer the question that I asked you? So your question is, what does it mean to be a white person? You heard my question, sir. Sir, I told you that I do not, I wouldn't even know how to answer that question. I can tell you what it means to be me, but if you're asking me what it means to be a white person, you're asking me to speak for all white people. How can I do that? You identified that you are a white person. Sure, but I'm not... I would like to know what does it mean under the context of white racism, white supremacy, what does it mean to be a white person? Give me the full story. I can't give you the full story. No, that, that's my answer. I'm, 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 I'm being serious with you. I really wouldn't know how to answer that question. Because you, what you, that would, that would you were imply able, that you were able, to, it, it, it appeared, it appeared, uh, uh, minutes ago that you were able to answer the question when it came to non-white people. Okay, so you what? spoke on it. So I'm asking you, what does it mean to be a white person? But you're asking me. I think, I think that I, you're asking me as a white person. Under the context of, listen to, listen to the question I'm asking you, sir. Under the context of racism and white supremacy, do you agree that we're under a system of racism and white supremacy? Yes. Okay. Under that context, what does it mean to be a white person? You said you are a white person. Yes. So you're asking me then, let me let me make sure that I I, I understand. I'm not asking you I'm asking you what you like for dinner. I I'm not asking you what kind of, what's your favorite car. I'm asking you under the context 
of a phenomenon that I, I do understand is alive and well, what does it mean, which is white supremacy, what does it mean to be a white person? So, so basically, in somebody who subscribes to, uh, to white supremacist ideology, right? I didn't ask you that. Okay, well, listen, if, you, I don't, if I don't understand you, what you... You said you were a white person. I'm still so asking for you, under the system of racial white supremacy, what does it mean to be a white person? And I'm asking for clarification. The, the question was asked the same way, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, on what does it mean to be a black person, and that question was answered. Now, I'm asking you, that question was answered about maybe 20 minutes ago. Now, I'm asking you, on the discussion well, of race and white supremacy, what does it mean to be a white person? First of all, I didn't answer the question she asked me. I believe it was uh, it was a she. I didn't necessarily say that you answered it. I, I, you are the only white person, at point I know, that's on that's on this on this on this program. Okay, so, so we would like to know. Again, like I'm to know to write, what right does it mean to be a white person? Right now, we're playing a we're, we're playing a game of back and forth because I I asked for clarification so that I could give you. Uh, uh, you know, at least my okay, next, next my question, sir. Next question. Next question, sir. Next question. I mean, how how are we supposed to? Let, let me ask you this. Question, and this uh, goes to this next, goes to to everyone. How are we supposed to engage in constructive uh, conversation if your guest, me in this case, isn't really clear on the question? What's the? You know, I'm not being uh, rude I or combative or anything I like suspect, that. I suspect the guest. I suspect the guest knows exactly on what we're asking him, and I suspect the guest is, is practicing racism rights privilege. That's what I suspect. Okay, wow. but that's that. That's, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I wasn't finished. I wasn't finished. Uh, and in turn, uh, this is the this program is designed for non-white people to gain an understanding of the system of race of white supremacy. When a white person is on the program, that white person should be honest and be able to, from that honesty, be able to reveal to us information that only a white person has the understanding of. Otherwise, is it relevant for that person to be coming on the program? Does that sound correct, sir? You know what? You you know what? You actually might might be right. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't have all of the all of the answers or all the insights that I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you'd be honest right now. No, we were asking you. We were asking you questions. We've been asking you questions about. We've been asking you questions about that. There should not be. Do you think under the system of racial white supremacy, a white person should be willing to answer any questions that victims have for that person? Do you think that's a correct statement? Listen, surely you don't think that I came on this show and I've been on the show for almost two and a half hours now. To be dishonest, do you do you really think? I mean, I understand that you probably think that I'm being dishonest, but I can I can assure you that I'm answering to the best of my ability, including things that I 
I'm being very honest when I tell you some of these things I can't even answer. I mean, I'm, I'm being really, really, really open when I say, hey, I don't even know how to answer this. I don't even what know. Is what, on, what, what is on your child's birth certificate? This, this, <laughs> this sounds like uh, what uh, the debate when Obama was, uh, was being questioned about his birth certificate. Um, I said earlier that I don't want to get into those details because I don't even think that's, that's, I don't feel comfortable as a dad, as a father, getting into my child's birth certificate on, on the radio, especially when there's just, you know, so much, uh, so much negative energy being thrown out. This is not the type of, uh, of, uh, uh, conversation where I even want to, really bring my kids into. I mean, I wrote the article. Yes, obviously, it was my choice to bring my kids and uh, make the subject of my kids part of uh, public discourse. But there's a little too much animosity here on, on this show for me to even be comfortable speaking about pretty pretty personal details about about my kids. You know, it's... I mean, again, you know, as uh, is, 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 the, is the system of race and white supremacy a uncomfortable uh, uh, subject in its nature itself, sir? The subject is not uncomfortable. That's why I'm on the show. That's why I write about it, and that's why I've been writing about it for a long time. If it was uncomfortable, why would I be on the show? That I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get your answer. Is the system of race and white supremacy an uncomfortable subject in itself? Oh. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I misunderstood what you said. Is the system of white supremacy uncomfortable? That's what you're asking me. Yes, is the system of race and white supremacy an uncomfortable subject in itself? Does it make victims, does it make non-white people uncomfortable in itself? Yeah, for, 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 for many people, for a whole okay, lot so of welcome people. to the club. Welcome to the club. Yeah, well, I mean, we will leave it there so I can try to get as many people in uh, in the time we okay. have. Yes, uh, the person that called in at seven nine four seven seven nine four seven. Did you have a question for Mr. Elkaby? I have uh, four quick questions for you, sir. Um, what age did you come to the U.S. today? I was nine. Okay, and when you were, you said you're Algerian. Is that correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I said my uh, part of my family is from Algeria. And what about you? What are you? I'm sorry? What's your, you said part of your family. What are you, basically? Are you Algerian? What, what are you? you, said you, wasn't born I, was, you? I, I was born in France. So you're French? Uh, I'm French, but I mean, you know, I'm an, I'm an American citizen, but I was born in France. Right, so when you were class, if someone asked you, are you a French person, although you're here in America, you would say, yes, I'm of French descent, and I am French, but I am an American citizen. Yes. Okay. Secondly, um, are you familiar with the politics in New York City with reference to uh, a young guy named Dante? Uh, could you repeat the last part? You, you, you got cut off a little bit. Sure. Are you familiar with New York politics? This guy, this, uh, out, the mayor in New York City has a son named Dante. Are you familiar right, with Right, yeah, yeah, Mayor de Blasio. Well, okay. Do you ever yeah, think people have that conversation? Do you have, first of all, do you have a son and daughter? Because I'm looking at the picture, and I, I'm serious. I'm up here thinking to myself, that was your family, because I'm saying, oh, I see resemblance, and I'm totally awful. Yes, it's, it's awful, because I just think, I think that, I, I'm just saying, I, I, wouldn't, I would have not just posted the picture, because 
it just led everybody to think that that was the picture of you and your family. That's all. Just, you know, just yeah, that's, oh, that's, not, that's not my family. That's, that's not my family. Yeah. It, 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 are they kids to you? Do you know these people that just pop? I do not know who they are. No, it was a stock picture that uh, the website uh, who posted it used used this, uh, a stock picture. I don't I don't know who they are. Okay, getting back to the Dante situation, do you see yourself maybe having a conversation with your son about uh, police brutality and that maybe one day he he has to act a certain way so he won't be shot down by police? Yeah, well, I mean it's that's. It's uh, it's not something I see myself doing. It's something I've been doing, or we've been doing for, for for a while. It's uh, it's happened many times already. Has, has um he ever come back to you and said, "Hey, Dad, someone called me the N word." Has that happened yet? Have you had guys have that conversation? Uh, yeah, it happened. Uh, it happened once. One time, just mm-hmm. with your son or your daughter. I'm sorry. Oh, was that with your son or your daughter or both? That was my son. Okay. Are you familiar with the word mulatto and octagon? Yes. Okay. Um, lastly, with your, I know I'm not going to ask you what is on the birth of your children. You already said that you didn't want to talk about it. But my question to you is, when do, do your kids know what's on, your birth, on their birth certificate? Yes or no? I'm sorry. Again, you got cut off. If you can, if you can repeat that question. I'm not going to ask you what nationality your children are on their birth certificate, but I'd like to know, do your children know what's on their birth certificate? Uh, you know, they're probably not because, you know, the birth certificates are probably filed off somewhere. I couldn't even tell you where they are because I probably haven't even seen them since my kids were born, actually. So, okay, so, uh, so that would be... So I don't... So I don't... I... So you're asking if they've seen their birth certificate? Yeah, do they know the nationality you put on the birth certificate for them? Mm, probably not. We've never even talked about our birth okay. certificates. So when they get the older, when they get older, I respect that. I'm not going to nail you to the court for that situation. I, when they get older, sir, are they going to be happy about what you put? What do you think, based on where they are today, do you think they will be happy what you put down there? Do you think it may be a... They may ask you why did you do this? Did they may have problems with it later on? Do you think they? Do you think so? Because I'm, I'm surprised that you know it's going to come up. You know it is. They're going to have to fill out job applications. Well, listen, time. if you're if you're asking me what my kids consider themselves or what they what they call themselves, yes, if they call themselves black, let me just they call themselves yes. My my kids call themselves black. If you yeah. if you ask I'm them, whatever I'm you sorry, go ahead. Right, you said they call themselves black. They consider themselves black African Americans, correct? Right. Yeah, and they will tell you. They will say, if, you know, if if they have time to get into it, if if somebody probes a little bit more, they'll say like, oh well, you know, my dad is white, and you know, he's from France, and you know, so we're mixed. You know, they'll get into the the, the details if if <laughs> if somebody well, asks a little bit more. But well, overall, if, if I'm sorry, go, go, go ahead. Because everybody gets a copy of it. Will they be upset what you put down there? Would they be upset with whatever you put down there, or do you think they would be uncomfortable with it? I don't. I don't listen. I don't. I don't even. I haven't seen the birth certificate since they were born. You know how most parents they take the birth certificates and then they put them away. 
and they only yeah, use them when my child. I know what I know. I know what I put down. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget. Yeah, my but my my, my 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 kids are black. They ask you what they are. They're black. Uh, I don't. You know. Again, I'm asking you. Please, please hold one second. I'm asking you. I know what that you said. They consider themselves African American with a mixed heritage. So we would say biracial if we if we have a half in with respect to that. Okay. I'm just saying. When they come in contact with that birth certificate and whatever you put down there for them, will they be comfortable with it? Do you think it will be a topic of discussion or would they agree with whatever you put down? I know what I put down for my child, African-American. She sees her certificate, that's what I am. I stand you African-American, no, but yes, you have a little bit of this and that and that and that, but you're African-American. That's me. I'm not saying that she's there and I respect that. But I'm just saying, when she sees her birth certificate, it's not going to alarm her because it's it, 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 um, continuity there. So that's all I'm saying. It would be continuity to what you, your, what you have taught them that they are, or that they believe that they are African-American or biracial. That's all. No more further questions. I'm using my phone slide. Okay. Uh, caller at 1184, did you have a question for Mr. Elkaby? 1184? Yeah. Yeah. Please, uh, Pastor, everybody. Mr. Uh, my first question is, uh, what is your ethnic group? What is my ethnic group? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm white. I was born in France. Um, okay, you was born in France and you're white. Uh, mm -hmm. What is your father? What is my father? My father's white. Okay, so your father, is he a Caucasian Frenchman? I'm trying to be very specific, because so I want a specific concept of your makeup. Okay, uh, Caucasian. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really big on those terminologies, Caucasian stuff, but... Uh, okay, is your father a white Frenchman that, that has French white heritage in his genetics? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put that as I feel like an answer. No, it goes. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different uh, uh, backgrounds in my in my family. Okay, your father. So, I'm talking about is he Algerian? Right. In other words, so so uh, my dad has uh, roots throughout Europe, um, as far back as uh, as far back as we can tell. You know. So yeah, I would say I would say overall. Just kind of throughout Europe. Okay, and your mom's with the Algerian part from there. My mom uh, has uh, uh, roots from North Africa and Spain. Um, yeah. And the reason why you consider yourself a white man is what? Well, you know, I was, uh, you look at me and, uh, you know, you see, uh, you see a person who looks white and, uh, you know, I don't get, I don't get too much into, uh, into, you know, my, my mixture. Like my mom is from here. My dad is from here. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, you see me walking down the street and, uh, I just look like your average white guy, you know? So if somebody says, what race are you? My answer is white. Okay. A person with uh, your 
particular, let's say, uh, racial political posture, right? I'm surprised that you consider yourself a why do you call yourself a, a white person? Because that's uh that's kind of what I look like. I look like a regular white person. Why are you? You know, I don't, I don't. Why, you know, I, I don't. I don't. All racist white supremacy by doing that when you know better. But listen, listen. I don't. I but I don't want to get off into the. I don't want to get off into the. The you know I'm a quarter of this. I'm a quarter of that. I'm a quarter of this. I'm a quarter of that. You know, it's too. You know, too many people do that, and it, it it turns into, you know, it turns into a science class when you're describing when people ask you what you are. Nobody wants to hear all of that, you know. I, about, I'm not talking about what you are. My I know, is, but you're but you're, but you're asking me a question, and I'm answering based on you know how how I think. Okay, and how, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. Or anything. No, 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 no. I, I'm not taking I'm not taking it like that. I'm not taking it like that. I think you much deeper than that, and I'm surprised that you call yourself a white man. Um, look, look, like, look, because since you, you know, since you asked me, you know, to get a little bit more in-depth, like, in these circumstances, I can definitely say, like, well, sure, you know, my mom is from here, and my dad is from here. You know, like, in, in, in conversations where we have time to go deeper, I'm always open to do that, you know, but in passing, you know, in quick conversations, in passing, you know, it's much easier to just, you know, give a quick response because at the end of the day, when somebody looks at me, like I said, I just look like an average white person, you know, and, you know, it's, it's only when you have more time to get into the specifics that, you know, like from that, I'm surprised. I'm sorry. I'm surprised you don't descend from that, that, uh, labeling because of where you come from. Well, I mean, I'll, look, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't particularly care for, for those labels, but at the same time, it would be foolish of me to, to, to try to deny it. You know, it would be, it would be foolish of me to try to, to try to, you know, like so many people want to, they want to be something else. A lot of people, they want to be something else because they feel it's exotic, you know, or they feel it makes them, you know, it makes them stand out, you know? And would it be, would it be, I mean, I hear you completely. And that's that's decent. You give me decent answer. The next question would be. Uh, Hold on, you're you're you're, break, you're breaking up just just a little bit. I I, I missed the last thing you said. Yeah, you you answered that decently, in my view. Um, you're. Uh, let me see how old I say. Uh, the other question I want to say was uh. When you think of uh, how black people, Africans, black people, non-whites have been um, victimized by white supremacy in history, would you consider it equal to or greater in detriment to what the Jews went through with Hitler? Um, well, you know, I... In general, I don't like to compare, you know, suffering, you know, people suffering for other people's suffering. But, you know, you're looking at the length of time. You're looking at how long, you know, white supremacy has been, you know, has been a, 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 a structure, you know. And it's been, it's been in place for a long, long time. And, 
you know, millions and hundreds of millions, you know, of people have have been victims of, of, of white supremacy. Again, I don't like to compare people's suffering. I don't like to compare numbers or anything, you know, but, you know, for the sake of, of answering your question, you know, white supremacy has has been around for a long, long, long time. And, and you know, and, you know, it's just, you know, it's, uh, 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 it's affected. I don't, I can't even tell you. It's, hundreds if not even you know hundreds millions billions it's it's insane you know people you know usually will bring up the holocaust and say well six million jews died during the holocaust you know whereas you might have you know half of a billion people who died uh during the slave trade you know so again i don't like to compare numbers because just suffering is suffering but you know white supremacy has been a structure you know, for a long, 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 long time. Uh, I don't know if that answers your 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 question. Yeah, you're, um, speaking, toward, yeah, you're speaking towards the last question. Um, is it your view that uh, the so-called black African genetics, when you say that uh, the father and mother of uh, civilization. Are you also saying the father and mother of the human populace? Yes. Okay, I rest my case. I think that is uh, our 20 minutes. Uh, so Mr. Elkaby will be departing. There are a few other folks that dialed in. Uh, just for my own clarification, make sure, because I could be uh, going crazy. Uh, so if I'm hearing things, it would be helpful for me. You all could let me know before Mr. Elkaby departs. Um, the exchange we had uh, where I contended and still do that uh, he said that white people don't benefit from white supremacy. He said he did not say that, uh, that I just, you know, misheard him or what have you. The people that called in uh, who, you know, have a hand up, you got to ask a question. Did you hear him say that white people don't benefit from racism? Uh, this can be a yes, no. So that way I'll know. But if I'm, I'm, well, hang on, hang on. I just want to see, you know, <laughs> what the folks heard. Did you all hear him? Yes, no. The people that have a hand up. Yes, yes, yes. Lots yes. of yeses, lots of yeses. He knows. That would let me know if I'm going crazy. So if you didn't hear it, you can just well, make that known. Well, Gus, let, 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 me, let me ask you this. If I'm, if I'm telling you right now that white people, white people do benefit from white privilege, what does it matter if a million people have their hands up and say yes? I'm telling you right now that white people benefit from white privilege. I'm just clarifying for what you said earlier. That's all. <laughs> it's cool. I know. I, uh, I, I, I really don't think I said that. Well, let's just, with the, there's, there's possibility that, you know, uh, uh, I said it. You know, it was obviously a mistake because if I did say it, I don't believe that to be true. After everything we've discussed today, after everything that that I shared today, would it even make sense for me now to say that white people don't benefit from white privilege? I mean, it's not even consistent with the two-and-a-half conversation, two-and-a-half-hour conversation that, that we've had. If I accidentally, you know, uh, uh, 
said that, it's not consistent with the whole conversation that I have. So what's the point of trying to prove that I said that when nothing that we've discussed in the past two and a half hours even remotely sounds like I think white people don't have uh, uh, white privilege? Right, 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 right. I'm, uh, I'm not going to keep going around the barn with that. It's in the archive. People can check it out. Uh, you can visit the website. It's raprehab.com where he uh, writes uh, quite a few articles. You can go check out quite a few of them dealing directly with racism, the raising pro- pro-black biracial children. You can check that out. Uh, and then his radio program, uh, Take No Prisoners Radio, which is also linked. If you uh, scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll kind of see his bio uh, at the bottom. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us this evening, Mr. Elkaby. Uh, it was. Well, hold, uh, hold on. We, we still got a little bit of time, right? Did you have something? Because <laughs> we had other callers. If you wanted a question, if you wanted to get some more questions in. No, 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 no. I want to, I want, I want to ask you, I want to ask you. So, so what, you know, because I, because I know I'm on, I'm on trial here. This is like a, this is like a trial show. This is like a court. This is, this is, this is interesting. You know, I'm, I'm being, uh, I'm being judged and observed and dissected and analyzed, et cetera, et cetera, examined. It's really, it's really interesting. So, so let me ask you this. What's, uh, you know, what's the verdict, Gus? What's the verdict with regards yeah, to what's, what's the what's what what's the verdict? I mean, in in regards to you know your 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 judgments or your assessments or your evaluations, I'm I'm curious. Like, what what's on your mind now after I hang up and you go and reflect on this entire show and what we've discussed and all the questions and what I said and what callers said, like. What's the, you know, what's the verdict in your mind? Where, where, you know, what does all of this mean? My presence on this show, you know, what has it brought to, to the table? What has it, what has it, uh, 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 how should I say? What has it taught anyone? How has it benefited anyone? What's, you know, what, what, what's, what does it all mean at the, at the end of the day? That's, that's what I want to know. May I answer for mine? May I answer? Uh, oh, <laughs> I would like to answer. Uh, actually, uh, no, because I, I mean, because, I that, said, because uh, that, that, that's the thing, right? The, the the show is, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but the show is an opportunity to 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 have constructive uh, uh, conversations and to learn and teach and share, et cetera, et cetera. Am I correct? It is supposed to be about learning, having constructive exchange. Uh, that being said, uh, I think you said earlier, it's so difficult to make generalizations and people will listen and get their own understanding about what they heard and what they learned, what you had to say, right. what I had to say. So it's so difficult to make broad generalizations. There's always a gray area. Uh, I can only right, say right, no, I, I, agree. I, I can only I, say for myself that yeah, uh, things went about exactly as I thought they would. <laughs> but uh, at okay. any so rate. So what does that mean? So so what does that mean? It means things went exactly as I thought they would under the system of oh, well, white supremacy. Got, you you got to go into a little deeper than that. I, I, I've given you two and a half hours of, of my thoughts as best as I could. So, you know, you, you, can, you can at least tell me what, you know, give me five minutes of what that means. What, what did you think? Uh, <laughs> for my position? No, no. And I'm doing this for a reason. I'm doing this for a reason. Uh, I will just we can just keep doing this for five minutes. The answer, the only answer that I have is it went 
exactly as I thought it would under the system of white supremacy. Exactly as I thought it would. You want to do that for five okay. minutes? No, 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 no. But I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's just interesting. You you know, you get two and a half hours of my time, and you know, and I'm and I'm doing my best. I really am doing my best to answer answer these questions and your callers' questions to the best of my ability. You know, some of them obviously didn't, uh, some of your listeners didn't get, uh, you know, the, the questions answered the way they wanted to because I really didn't have an answer. You know, but I, I think I gave you a pretty good, uh, a pretty good two and a half hours, right? It went exactly as I thought it would under the system of white supremacy. That being said, uh, I do appreciate you hanging out with us for the uh, two and a half hours or so uh, of your time. Hopefully, folks got some constructive info. And uh, well, well, I, you, you know what? Let, 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 let's do this. The same question I asked you. Let's. Uh, is it cool if we ask some of your listeners to uh, to uh, 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 say a little something and uh, answer my question? No, <laughs> I've said that before already as well. No, that is not. Uh, I am uh, I am cool with the uh, exchange. You said uh, you had an extra twenty minutes, so thank you for your time. Uh, I will, uh, or I guess you will be departing now, and we'll get ready to wrap the program up. We uh, do three hours. We have about fifteen minutes left to give out details for what's going to be on the program tomorrow and all that good stuff before we wrap up. But I do appreciate your time and energy, and I will definitely be keeping an eye out for. your future writings, what have you, your radio program, if you discuss any of this change this evening, I will keep an eye out. But definitely, thank you kindly for your time. And uh, can I can I get uh, can I get some people to uh, no to, uh, no reach out on Twitter? No. <laughs> I would prefer not. And in fact, I'm, that's not even something I'm opening for an opportunity for a request. So thank why you, Billy. Well, I appreciate you. Why not? Why not? What if I want to continue the conversation? Off air. I'm sure folks are intelligent enough listening to this program. They can figure out your Twitter. I already gave out the website where all your uh, right. material is available. So I'm sure they are intelligent enough. They can track down your info the same way I did. And they can do all that if they are so inclined. That being said, thank you kindly. Uh, we will be letting you go now. Thank you, Mr. Elkaby. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Greetings. Context of white supremacy. Uh, we will be here tomorrow at uh, the same program time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, We should have another white male. Uh, Unfortunately, he'll only be here for 30 minutes. Uh, Tomorrow, this white guy is uh, Manning Kimmel. That's his name, Manning Kimmel. Uh, Folks, remember, we had Melvin Poole, black male, on the program, I think like two weeks ago, two weeks ago today. He was on and we discussed the Friendship Nine case uh, in South Carolina and other aspects of racism. George uh, Stinney, the 14 year old black male who was uh, sentenced to the death penalty uh, some 70 years ago in South Carolina, uh, as well as uh, I think the day that happened at high school, uh, South Point High School in South Carolina, where uh, someone wrote. Happy nigger month, KKK, uh, some white terrorism at the local high school. Um we were discussing all those incidents and he was talking about uh, Manning Kimmel. He has a radio program. He's a white man. He has a radio program in South Carolina. And he was saying that he had went on this program, talked to this white guy. This white guy talked about how much he did not like Al Sharpton and all that other stuff. And uh, he said that he thought Manning Kimmel is a white man who is trying 
to not be thought of as a racist. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that was basically the gist of his response. And so I contacted uh, Mr. Kimmel and he said he'd be down to come on the program and discuss this. So he should be here tomorrow, but he'll uh, only be making a, a brief appearance. I don't know if he knows about us or not, but I am uh, I am looking forward to chatting it up with him. You can check out. I'll post some of the links. You can check it out on Facebook where he's had uh, Melvin Poole on his program and they talked about racism for about an hour. Or so they had him on several times. Uh, at any rate, uh, we have. Uh, about 12 minutes, maybe a little bit more left in the program. Uh, if folks have things that they uh, would like to share uh, based on what they heard. Uh, Mr. Elkaby is still with us, uh, which is fascinating for a myriad of reasons. Um, I will explain. I have muted him, though, uh, because I will explain why I did not answer his question. And that is a part of my counter racist code, which is why I did not allow any of the listeners uh, to get into that sort of exchange as well. As I've said consistently, it should be about asking questions. Uh, Mr. Elkaby and I, we have a massive fundamental disagreement about who needs information about racism. I have concluded that white people are not ignorant. He talked about uh, when the question was asked, what do white people talk about when there are no black people around? He said it's a lot of racist commentary, mm. racial slurs mm. uh, and just nasty comments about black people that he says. And he said on the job, <laughs> this wasn't uh, when white people are intoxicated, presumably, uh, and just sitting around watching football and what have you and cheering for the Patriots. He said this mm. happens on the job at PTA meetings <laughs> and what have you, uh, different settings where this happens. In my opinion, that is not the product of white ignorance. That is the product of white people being dedicated to the practice of racism, white supremacy. They don't need any additional information. I've concluded it is not in our best interest to sit around and give these white folks a lot of details and information. Well, tell me what you think about. No, I was even uh, thinking while the program was happening that. I was thankful. People just asked questions. People were not on talking and having uh, exchange and blah, 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 blah. And let me tell you this and let me tell you that is, in my opinion, it is beneficial. It is constructive. When you talk to white people, this is not about you trying to impress them and show how much you know and what you it's not about that at all. You want to be asking questions of them. I have concluded individuals like Mr. Elkaby, they are very good at studying their victims everything you tell them get this is somebody who has said he's read the isis papers uh he's read all these other folks about dr ben john henry clark and ida b wells he's familiar this is someone who can't say that he's ignorant he hangs around a lot of black people i would suggest i suspect this person does his homework in studying black people he's married to a black female he has non-white children he studies racism he studies black people he studies victims of white supremacy so no i'm not going to give you uh any additional information uh for you to further refine the way that you practice and how you go out and talk to non-white people i don't think that's in our best interest and that's why i did not want any of the listeners to uh answer his question <laughs> like yeah let me tell you no <laughs> not at all particularly given some of the responses that we got from him you can't even answer what does it mean to be white after you've already identified as a white person and you can't even answer that no i'm not an open book for you and i encourage other victims of racism don't fall into that trap when you're talking with whites they are very good at that even if you paid attention to the program there were many many times where questions were asked and he would switch it around and and ask well, what do you think what 
Don't fall for that at all. Just make sure you get your question answered. If it's not answered, you can file that away as well. But really make an effort to not fall into that trap of feeling as though, you know, I want to talk a lot and share my view and inform this white person and set them that that should not be happening at all. I don't think that works against the system of racism. Uh, I also thought the importance of being serious. um, I, I cannot underscore that enough uh when we're talking i mean this is terrorism that's why it's on my blog racism is war uh this is not something that's laugh laugh joke joke that right there tells me a lot as well if i'm talking to a suspected racist and they're doing a lot of ha 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 chuck 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 laughing up that just lets me know that they're not really very serious uh, about all this and i think the impact that that has on discussions of racism white supremacy because we are victims of white terrorism uh, frequently, we will feel compelled. I think that's just a part of human nature. When other people laugh and smile, you have a tendency to fall in. And I definitely think that dynamic is there and probably even worse when it's a white person. You're talking about racism, which is already an uncomfortable conversation. Now, white people, we've been trained not to upset white people and not to have them, you know, think we're questioning them or getting rowdy or what have you. So we will tend to fall into that and to not be serious and to laugh and want to go. Do not fall into that either. Just be try to be very mindful mindful uh, and alert to, you know, I'm not, you know, laughing. This is serious. This is war. I'm talking to a white person. I'm talking to a potential white terrorist. And I want to be very serious about the way that I conduct myself. That doesn't mean you have to be nasty and scowling at them and all that. But I mean, this is really not something that is a joke that we should just be laugh, laugh, chucking it up. Um, Also thought it was I already touched on the ignorance, Uh, the birth certificate. One of our listeners, uh, they called and they said that in most states, Uh, Your birth certificate is a matter of public record uh, in most states, not all. uh, They said in most states, birth certificates are a matter of public record. So that's not really something that is uh, generally regarded as sensitive information. I'm sure you you can't access people's uh, Social Security number and things of that nature. But uh, racial classification, that is (laughs) that 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 would be another one where I'm supposed to open up and tell you all of my information, what I think, what I see, what I feel. And you can't even tell me the racial classification on your children's birth certificate. That right there just lets me know what we're dealing with. Uh, this guy, I think, would be very uh, dangerous. I was thinking of J. Love uh, Calderon, uh, suspected racist. She was on the program, uh, I think, 2013. Uh, she's in the kind of same vein. She's written books about racism and comes from the whole hip hop uh, angle. She interviewed uh, Talib Kweli in her book. She interviewed uh, M1 from Dead Prez and quite a few uh, other black people that are in hip hop. Some of them not. I think they would be a deadly, lethal duo uh, going out to talk to black people. I think they both they have studied black people. They spend a lot of time around black people. Most black people I do not think would be suspicious of them at all. And I recall from that program, some of the listeners who had seen her live, J. Love Calderon, had even said that they think uh, if the way that we spoke with Mr. Elkabee tonight, that other non-white people, other victims that are a bit more confused, they would be there to defend these whites. Like, oh, man, there's no way you're going to talk to, uh, you know, Seb like that. There's no way. This is a great white guy. He's married to a black female. There's no way you're going to talk to him that way. Uh, I think that same dynamic would play out if we had done this, you know, live in person around other confused victims. Uh, I'll end by just saying I think he... His intelligence about white supremacy showed, I think, in some of the questions that he did not answer the racial classification. What does it mean to be white? 
Uh, what does it mean to be black? I think a lot of the questions where he, in my view, deliberately didn't want to answer, even what what is your understanding of Dr. Welsing's work where he really didn't want to give up too much detail about that? I think that was deliberate uh, in not wanting to show how much he knows about racism, white supremacy, and even, in my view, his ongoing commitment to white supremacy. I could be in error. I thought also that part about uh, him saying that white people don't benefit. I mean, that's huge aspect of racism, white supremacy, because he did say it. Then he said he didn't say it. And to get it to the end, well, why is that such a big deal? Obviously, white people did say all that. I mean, that's just massive, in my view, deliberate and willful, conscious act of white supremacy, just to confuse, I think, the typical victim uh, who does not have a real solid foundation for white supremacy, uh, just it, it would have totally confused and crossed them up, which I think is by design. A lot of these white folks like him who allege that they're against racism, that's that's the purpose of all this, to have you confused and just not have clarity, logical clarity about what racism is, how it works. Uh, with that, uh, the folks that uh, dialed in who have a hand up, uh, I don't want to do a whole lot because uh, we will be back tomorrow. But the people that dialed in, if you all had anything you wanted to share, uh, your line should be open. Feel free. May I be heard? Hello? Uh, get the female first. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, the only thing I wanted to say is um, I, when he said that his last name was Arabic, I, I, I don't know, I, just a kind of light bulb went off in my head because I know Arabs are looked at differently. I know that when they come to this country, they are classified, generally classified as white, but it's a different, uh, for lack of a better term, gradation of white. They're not the so-called uh, I was listening to Creed 7 the other day, the pink white. They are a different gradation of white. So I just wonder if he's had certain, you know, uh, has, has experienced certain, you know, uh, prejudices or racism because of his Arabic background. So that's what I, all I had to say. And all, I wanted to ask you, Gus, have you seen a picture of him? I have, and I posted a video. He has a YouTube channel. I posted one of the videos so that you can... Uh, see what he looks like. Uh, he has uh, it's, okay. it's his name, Sebastian Elkaby. But if you're on Facebook, you can just go to my Facebook page and you'll see it. It's connected. It's a comment. Um, it's a comment under the event for this episode, so you can see what he looks like. Okay, thank you. May I be heard? Yes, sir. Uh, Gus, your closing commentary was right on point. He is a good example of why uh, black people and white people should not be engaged in interracial or, well, I take that back, should not be engaged in uh, sexual relationships. Uh, he was clearly, uh, from my point of view, practicing and dedicated to practicing racism, white supremacy, and also solidified for me that white people or black people's problems. Can I be here? Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, the whole time, from the very beginning, when he first started talking, I was like, is that MC Church? The whole time I was thinking there might have been reincarnation or something. He reminded me of him almost to a T. Also, I don't really know of anyone that I've talked to who has read the ISIS papers and has forgotten Dr. Francis Christ 
uh, Welsing's theory. That is a life-changing, life-altering theory, and I can imagine it would be so for a white person. So that in and of itself, once he said that, I was no more needed to be said afterwards. Can I be heard? Can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, I thought he was a phony and a fraud. Um, the questions that you had asked him was of definitely journalistic value. When you questioned him and beginning on the work that he read, I wrote, he could not, he, he turned the question over to you. I think the game changer was when he did not want to tell us on what was on his birth, his, his children's birth certificate because, frankly, he has a problem with who he is. I mean, when he kept going around the Mulberry Bush about he's, 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 he's white, he's, he's French, oh, I don't want to get into that, blah, 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 blah. I think he has a problem with who he is, so of course his kids are going to have a, a problem. The apple don't fall too far from the tree. I just hope when those children see the birth certificate that they can have constructive dialogue, because how can you tell me, oh, you put the, that really made me so angry. I, I, just, I just had to get off the phone very quickly. To tell a person, oh, I put the birth certificate, so I don't remember. How, you know what you put on your birth certificate for your children. That's all right. I'm probably going to afford the biggest thing. Thank you. Can I be heard? Prayer to the, tonight. Sure. Can I be heard? Hello. Uh, I heard both of you. You go first. All right, just on brief. Uh, one of the most astounding things about him that doesn't um, hold water you know, and I'm not trying to uh, judge him or think that I can uh, totally um, assess what his character is or not like that. But this this was definitely uh, incorrect, in my opinion. It, it, if you are so sensitive to what white, white supremacy is and you're so conscious in all these ways and you've studied all this stuff um, and you're sensitive to this topic, you know, this reality... There's no way as a person who, who identifies himself as a white person, you do not um, have any feelings where you carried yourself in a way that was um, supporting white supremacy. What racism? It's like totally contradictory to represent being conscious. Because, you, I mean, the average white person who thinks that they are against racism um, can give you something. He had nothing. He was like, I can't think of a single thing. It didn't even want to be considered sensitive on the subject. That was, to me, that there's something real hip hypocritical about that to me. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gus Thomas Smith from New York. Um, I agree with the listeners. Um, I just wanted to add, I could tell he was very refined. Um, I could tell he had spent time around black people. He talked. He said things. His vernacular, his diction was very, very much used words in a way that only black people put them. And um, that's why I asked him, you know, where did you go to school? And I, I had an idea it was in the West Coast because he had a West Coast refinement to him. That's that laughing and stuff. Um, if he was from New York, it would be a totally different level of refinement. Um, they they know exactly what they talk about. Um, but um, I, I, have an, I have a feeling that he's listened to the cows before. 
um, he knew that we'd come on afterwards and talk. Um, I have a feeling this is one of these white guys who probably sat around listening to hip-hop music to fit in, and he probably now sits around watching um, Phil Valentine DVDs and stuff all day on YouTube. And um, he, he, you know, he feels as though, you know, he, he, he just used a lot of words that are used within the conscious, you know, the so-called conscious community that just just white people wouldn't use. You know, it was just, you know, like when you hear a white dude use a hip-hop word, you know, it's sort of like, hmm, how did he know that, you know? So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a, a cow's listener. He's listened a few times and um, probably thought he could give it a go. And see how, and this how it turned out because he was very fine, very good at directing the questions. Sort of like he knew what what to expect. That's all I have to add. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize for any correctness on my part uh, when I uh, was uh, questioning the uh, the guest. Uh, but I, I just you 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 can't be you can't be as a white person uh, if uh, in the in the company of non-white black people claiming that you're a counter-racist and as cheerful as he uh, appears to be and 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 uh, 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 trying to be uh, uh, humorous in some sort of way uh, I've I've heard it before. I've heard it before privately with 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 white in, in conference with white people, and uh, it 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 uh, it shows dishonesty. It shows dishonesty and uh, insincerity. Uh, and I certainly think that uh, this individual fit into that category. Uh, uh, lying is not off base for, for a person like that. Uh, as was which was mentioned uh, uh, earlier, and uh, it just makes mockery out of, uh, out of anything associated with uh, attempting to practice counter-racism. The two can't exist. You, you can't be a private white person, quote-unquote, talking to victims of racism, white supremacy. And for him to to fix his mouth and, and state that he doesn't know what it means to be a white person under the context of racism, white supremacy, is the ultimate lie. It's the ultimate lie. You can't you can't be you can't you can't you can't you can't express a a big of a lie. Matter of fact, the lie becomes a weapon. That that particular type of lie becomes a weapon. Uh, against against uh, non-white people, and uh, so uh, I, I, I I apologize if if I if if, uh, if it was any incorrectness on my behalf. Thank you. No apology needed. No apology needed. Uh, was that was that a female? Wasn't sure. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hi, thank you, guys. Hello to the callers. I'm a first-time caller. My name is Strange. Um, I called in using the flash phone, but my internet connection was bad, so I had to call in using the phone. I didn't get to hear. Did he call himself a counter-racist? He didn't use that vernacular, but he did say that he was not a racist. He didn't use the term counter-racist, though, or anti-racist. 
I don't see how that can be if a white person teaches hip-hop history. He is a teacher of hip-hop history, correct? Right. Did he say what level? Well, I don't know if he said on the program or not, but he I've heard him do interviews where he said the age is like 16, so I'm assuming these would be like high schoolers. Okay. Yeah, I don't see how a white person can teach the history of hip-hop or black music, considering why that music genre exists in the first place. Isn't that morally incorrect? Would you guys consider that morally incorrect? Say the question again. What is it again? Yeah, he teaches hip-hop history. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about why black musical genres exist in the first place, they exist because of our our rejection from the main white stream, white mainstream culture. Oh, I think he he would uh, probably co-sign on what you just said. Um, I don't know if he got into a lot of detail about that on the program. I think he did with one of the callers, but I know I've heard him do other interviews where he, he will say all of that. He'll, he'll be very excited to talk about that. And yes, that's, we talk about all that in my class. And I think he said he, he roots his hip hop class in the civil rights movement. And that's what produced all of this and trying to work against racism and how it got co-opted and uh, all of that. And yet he profits from, Sorry about that. No problem. Well, yeah, I just called in to say that. I think it's a little bit strange that he makes money off of teaching the history of black subjugation, but that maybe that's just me. Mm. All right, thank you, Gus. For sure, first-time caller. Woo. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. I appreciate for the opportunity to get in there, Gus. Um. I just wanted to say that I think I think it was kind of I think that he is a racist and he passed racist suspect level. I think I suspect him of being maybe a Freemason or something like that. And also, when when he was questioned about his mother's nationality or whatever, his far his genetic makeup, and he kind of deviated away from it, said he didn't really want to talk about science. No one really wants to hear that. Um, I mean, I basically was going to, would have asked him, since he was acting like he was so deep and intellectual with it, he was talking about Black Man of the Nile book and ISIS papers and stuff like that, I was going to ask him, well, how did he feel about the theory or maybe the fact that Caucasians are genetically engineered and that you are the inferior by nature? and that the superior to you is the black man, since he was kind of identifying with that, saying that the black people was the mothers and fathers of civilization. I wanted to see how deep he really was with it, because he said he was pro-black, but anti, not anti-white. And so I think he was trying to defend that, you know, that point of view about the European Caucasian people being genetically engineered and people discovering that just like you got genetically modified organisms or apples or whatever, you got genetically people and they kind of keep you away from that, you know. So I see him using the very stuff he was saying to try to keep that one little thing away from the people. Because once the people figure that out, then we don't got to keep asking them questions about are you a racist or not or this and that. We know. We know you genetically engineered. But 
that's what I would have asked him to see what he how he would have responded to that. I think that's a good trip up question. Anytime you're talking to a racist white supremacist, to ask them about the the theory of them being genetically engineered because it fits right into why they act like a racist white supremacist and shows us how we can defeat them. So that's all I wanted to say, Gus. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last comment. Uh, somebody had a hand up. They wanted to get a final comment in if you hadn't shared yet. Oh, I'm just listening, guys. All oh, right, on, right on. Uh, last comment. Somebody had a last comment they uh, wanted to get in before we wrap up. It'll be heard. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, man. Man, I had to go and uh, hit my asthma medicine for this one. I was like, wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, the trip up question was the question with with uh, um, Dr. Francis Wilson. That was a tripped up. That was a tripped up question right there because um, the, she's saying the same theory um, that they're pretty much genetic, genetically modified uh, technically uh, when she goes into the melanin. And I had, I gotta be be uh, upfront with y'all. I was confused. I thought he was a. I, at first, I thought this was some cat that was uh, fronting as a white person, especially when he talked about his mom was uh, somebody was from Algeria, and last time I checked, Algeria was a was a black country. So I was like, okay, how is his mom, you know, a black woman, and he, how does he, how is he classified as a white person? But he wouldn't go into who is that. Well, how is that? Is how is he? You know, I, I, my question would have been: Are you, if you were in France, are you are you considered a white person in France? That would have been my question. Because I, you know, I he, he could be a Jew, what they call a Jewish authority Jew. Who knows? But he was he he, he was acting like he didn't know certain things, and I'm like. Uh, now he, he confused me when he said his parents was uh was Algerian, or his, some parts of his family was non-white, and his voice was confusing me too. So I was confused. I thought he was just somebody uh, for a minute. I thought he was passing because uh, he can't give you a. A definition of what it means to be white. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I've noted that uh, that is another one that's pretty common. Where most white people, uh, many of the white people that I've talked to, uh, they also do not want to give up. Uh, what does it mean to be white? And I think that is uh, deliberate. I think I think that in and of itself is the indictment. What does it mean yeah. to be white and to have somebody explain? It? I mean, it's got to sound. In my view, it's got to sound quite illogical for someone who's saying I am white, but I can't explain to you what it means to be white. I mean, that just for people that really once you start paying attention, you know, the importance of words. Uh, I mean, it, right. for me, it is the equivalent of 
I identify as a plumber and you come to me and say, well, hey, Gus, uh, what is what does that mean exactly? What is it? What does it mean to say that you're a plumber? And I said, oh, I can't explain. I mean, that's, you know, that's <laughs> that's crazy dog, man. I, I just can't explain it. So, I mean, come on. It's this exact same yeah. thing. Titles have to have definitions. There has to be some reason for being a white person. You know that you're white. You put that on forms. It's on your birth certificate and other things. You should be able to explain it. So right. he definitely could be. Right. Uh, and, and again, for folks who didn't get to see him, he does have a YouTube channel and I did put it on my Facebook page so people can see what he looks like. If anybody, if you know, that would give you some extra information. Uh, if you don't, if we're not on Facebook, you don't do all that. Uh, you can just go to uh, YouTube and you can type in his name. It's just under his name, Sebastian Elkaby. And you should see his channel. And he has, uh, for the icon for his channel, it has a photo of him. And then he has several videos so you can check out uh, see what he looks like and see, you know, if you think he's passing or if you think this is somebody that most white people would probably accept as a white person. Um, but anywho, uh, we did our, our time. I know there were a few other folks that dialed in, but we have done our three uh, and we'll be back tomorrow um, and we should have more time because the guests will not be with us for the full uh, broadcast. If you have other comments that you want to get in, you can feel free to do so tomorrow. Uh, we will be here same program time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. White man. Manning Kimmel. Uh, he, again, manages a radio program in South Carolina. It seems like they do a lot of, uh, I guess, what they would call, quote unquote, white ring, uh, right wing talk radio, uh, politics like bashing President Obama and those type of things uh, pretty consistently. So, yeah, you can check out. I can post some of the, the programs that he did with Melvin Poole. You can hear him talking about racism and bashing. Uh, Al Sharpton and <laughs> I mean it's typical what you would expect from a white man uh, anywho a uh, white person period I wouldn't be surprised if a white woman had the exact same views either but uh, he'll be here uh, tomorrow 8pm Eastern 5pm Pacific uh, he will only be here I think for about roughly a half hour or so so you should be ready to roll if you have questions I want to try to make time for that uh, as well um, there was a great article I wanted to read a uh, black female wrote uh, it's in the New York Times. I think it's in the actual physical paper today if you want to check by, but it's online. It's called George Washington Slave Catcher. I'll wrap with that. And then the caller that wanted to do the prayer, uh, you can uh, do so. Um, again, this is uh, black female and her name is Erica. Oops. Erica Armstrong Dunbar. Her article was George Washington Slave Catcher. And the image that they have with this is fantastic. Like uh, just Great art. It's worth uh, go go to the article just just to see the image that they have with this report. Uh, but she writes amid the car and mattress sales that serve as markers for President's Day, Black History Month reminds Americans to focus on our common history. In 1926, the African American historian Carter G. Woodson introduced Negro History Week as a commemoration built around the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Now February serves as a point of collision between presidential celebration and marginalized black history. While Lincoln's role in ending slavery is understood to have been more nuanced than his reputation as the great emancipator would suggest, it has taken longer for us to replace stories about cherry trees and false teeth with narratives about George Washington's slaveholding. When he was 11 years old, Washington inherited 10 slaves from his father's estate. He continued to acquire slaves, some through the death of family members and other through direct purchase. Washington's cachet of enslaved people peaked in 1759 when he married the wealthy widow Martha Dandridge 
Custis. His new wife brought more than 80 slaves to the estate at Mount Vernon. On the eve of the American Revolution, nearly 150 souls were counted as part of the property there. In 1789, Washington became the first president of the United States, a planter president who used and sanctioned black slavery. Washington needed slave labor to maintain his wealth, his lifestyle, and his reputation. As he aged, Washington flirted with attempts to extricate himself from the murderous institution to get quit of Negroes, as he famously wrote in 1778, but he never did. During the president's two terms in office, the Washingtons relocated first to New York and then to Philadelphia. Although slavery had steadily declined in the North, the Washingtons decided that they could not live without it. Once settled in Philadelphia, Washington encountered his first roadblock to slave ownership in the region, Pennsylvania's Gradual Abolition Act of 1780. The act began dismantling slavery, eventually releasing people from bondage after their 28th birthdays. Under the law, any slave who entered Pennsylvania with an owner and lived in the state for longer than six months would be set free automatically. This presented a problem for the new president. Washington developed a canny, uh, a canny strategy that would protect his property and allow him to avoid public scrutiny. Every six months, the president's slaves would travel back to Mount Vernon or would journey with Mrs. Washington outside the boundaries of the state. In essence, Washington's reset the Washingtons reset the clock. The president was secretive when writing to his personal secretary, Tobias Lear, in 1791. I request that these sentiments and this advice may be known to none but yourself and Mrs. Washington. The president went on to support policies that would protect slave owners who had invested money in black lives. In 1793, Washington signed the first fugitive slave law, which allowed fugitives to be seized in any state tried and returned to their owners. Anyone who harbored or assisted a fugitive faced a $500 penalty and possible imprisonment. Washington almost made it through his two terms in office without a major incident involving his slave ownership. On a spring evening in May of 1796, Ona Judge, the Washington's 22-year-old slave woman, slipped away from the president's house in Philadelphia. At 15, she had joined the Washingtons on their tour of Northern Living. She was among a small cohort of nine slaves who lived with the president and his family in Philadelphia. Judge was Martha Washington's first attendant. She took care of Mrs. Washington's personal needs. What prompted Judge's decision to bolt was Martha Washington's plan to give Judge away as a wedding gift to her granddaughter. Judge fled Philadelphia for Portsmouth, New Hampshire, a city with 360 free black people and virtually no slaves. Within a few months of her arrival, Judge married Jack Staines, a free black sla uh, sailor with whom she had three children. Judge and her offspring were vulnerable to slave catchers. They lived as free people, but legally belonged to Martha Washington. Washington and his agents pursued Judge for three years, dispatching friends, officials, and relatives to find and recapture her. Twelve weeks before his death, Washington was still actively pursuing her, but with the help of close allies, Judge managed to elude his slave-catching grasp. George Washington died on December 14, 1799. At the time of his death, 318 enslaved people lived at Mount Vernon and fewer than half of them belonged to the former president. Washington's will called for the emancipation of his slaves following the death of his wife. He completed in death 
what he had been unwilling to do while living, an act made easier because he had no biological children, expecting an inheritance. Martha Washington lived until 1802, and upon her death, all of her human property went to her inheritors. She emancipated no one. When asked by a reporter if she had regrets about leaving the Washingtons, Judge responded, No, I am free and have, I trust, been made a child of God by the means. On a judge died on February 25th, 1848. She has earned a salute during the month of February. Again, this was written by Erica Armstrong Dunbar. She's an associate professor of black studies and history at the University of Delaware. Uh, she also wrote A Fragile Freedom, African-American Women and the Emancipation in the Antebellum City. Uh, fascinating report. Uh, white supremacy racism is slavery so this is ongoing uh, nothing that has uh, been resolved this is what we are trying to deal with right now but uh, interesting report I thought uh, you can check it out at the new and again if for nothing else check it out for the image uh, should be at the top I don't know if it's in the physical paper but it's definitely online George Washington slave catch the image is uh, awesome anywho we'll be back uh, tomorrow 24 hours Manning Kimmel thanks to everyone who tuned in I hope it was constructive Remain codified, ask good questions. Sobriety would be best under conditions of white terrorism. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Male caller who wanted to do the prayer. Creator, help black people to understand that white people practice racism, white supremacy in all areas of people activity, economics, education, entertainment, health, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war for the ultimate purpose of white genetic survival and to prevent white genetic annihilation on planet Earth. Creator help black people to systematically transform their behavior for the purpose of justice and guaranteeing that no black person is mistreated and guaranteeing that the black person that needs help the most gets the most constructive help. Creator help black people resolve and remedy immediately racism, white supremacy, and to replace it with justice. Ashe, it has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice as soon as possible. Context of white supremacy, sign up. Thanks all for tuning in. I'm a victim, no brother. Problem. You're a victim. Uh -huh. Shut I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.